2: One of the baddest, biggest, showy rock and roll guys ever. Vincent Frenier Jr. Alice Cooper is turning 71 today. And still rocking the house as we rock into another nightcap on 700 WLW. Well, we
3: got no choice.
2: Almost five years ago, this guy, who should have been the headliner, opened up for an old, fat Motley Crew at Riverbend. My wife and I were there. Alice Cooper was the show. We could have left, come back for Home Sweet Home and the Encore, and it would have been a great night. Alice Cooper is still one of the best rock and roll showmen in the world, in the universe. I've expected. You ever seen Alice Cooper live, Coach Lou? I have not. But did he
4: cut his head off with the guillotine? And
5: no, no, no,
2: no. He didn't need to do that. He stood there with the mic stand, twirling it around, but was like in full makeup and totally engaged in the crowd. It was great, Mitch. You ever seen Alice Cooper? Uh, No. What's wrong with you?
6: Uh, Lots of things. It's a man cave edition.
2: Let's introduce the rest of the panel. From Cincinnati via Providence, Rhode Island, back to Cincinnati, Adam Shaney, who works with our friend Matt Ernst, the DUI, I got a
7: com guy. Adam, do you do you mess with the drunks too? Uh, yeah, I got to deal with them every day. Right. So, yeah, it's the day-to-day thing.
2: You said you handle, handle the business end, which sounded kind of untoward to me when you said the business end. I, I know exactly what you meant. Yeah, I
7: just make sure that all the money comes in. You okay. Know? So you ha- you handle Matt's huh. you handle mats business <laughs> that I do yeah, awesome. no 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 hey, not, hey, not not hey, that hey, way not hey, hey, way. Right. that way do. all
2: right Jay Armstrong how you doing my friend I am doing well you sir how are ti- you you said you're tired why are I, you
8: tired he looks it, tired it's just the weather man it just it's depressing he just
6: doesn't look
2: happy it's rain
8: I was about to talk about when I saw Alice Cooper and, and you're bringing and then you're doing this whole bringing me down thing I'm I'm the, I'm the first guy that saw hey. Alice Cooper hey. Let's do it again, shall we? Let's, we let's start over, to... yeah. Jay Armstrong, how are you, man? Did you ever see Alice Cooper? I did. I saw Alice Cooper like eight years ago at the casino back he, when it was still was he great. It was absolutely phenomenal. One of the best shows in the world. You would be surprised how that old man can still run and jump. And I know. And he, he... he impressed me. You know who else impressed me? Is the, uh, the larger gal from Hart. I don't know her name. Ann Wilson. Yeah, she runs and jumps and doesn't go out of breath either. Super impressed by those old people. Stem cells. So even an obese Ann Wilson still is
2: very lively on stage. Is what you say?
8: Oh, absolutely. Doesn't run out of breath. Just she got
7: a hell. Of a of a voice. Voice. She got a absolutely. hell of a voice. Absolutely It'll blow you out. Is this when the concert was outside? You watching it at a heart or for, for Alice Cooper? Cooper? Yeah, it was. Oh.
2: Okay, uh, Shot Paul. Have you ever seen Alice Cooper?
9: I have not, sir. That
6: really surprises me. i, I really like you saw big everybody. fan too. You were married uh, to a bartender a named Wanda. Two of them. Hey,
9: <laughs> both, <laughs> both, <laughs> both oh. named Wanda. Oh yeah. Well, now no, no, three of them.
3: Three, no, of, three of them. Three named Wanda. Uh, yeah. not Wanda, I but blonde, blonde, blonde bartenders. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, he has the thing for Which blonde is another bartenders. long story, By the way, but... hands
2: off my wife, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think everyone I keep has saying that. I don't saying that. What's up with that? Well, she always tells me how much she loves you, and I just wanted to know where that line went. I'm sure it's purely just. Everybody loves Paul. I love Paul. Everybody who yeah, doesn't—he's uh-huh. a lovable uh-huh. guy. Pretenders. Guys, cut it out. That so anyway, is. we got we got Coach Lou. We got the mysterious Mister M. We got Adam Shaney, who says he's Italian, but Shaney is totally an Irish name. I don't know how that worked. Well, I'm half and half, half Italian, half Irish, right? He's got to play. I, up I, I can drink Italian. and cook. That's a good thing. So, your right? your both your families allow inbreeding. I mean, interbreeding. <laughs> that, that they do interbreeding. Uh, Jay Armstrong, you doing well outside of being tired? I am. I am doing fantastic. Coach Lou, what's going on? You sit here in the corner and just percolating, talking to yourself, sitting there, and I'm not talking to you. What's going on? No,
4: i I'm, I'm just observing my new friends here in the man cave. Yeah, and I was hoping bait shop Paul would bring some cigars, and I've brought oh, a few yeah. shots of uh, airplane bottles in my pocket here. <laughs> mm. uh,
3: How many yeah. is a few? Are oh. you sharing?
7: So I'm not sharing because oh, I didn't enough. bring the cigars. Huh? I got plenty. Of nah, right. I didn't know sorry. we could. I didn't know we could bring it, or I'd have brought a whole bottle. What what mean? Mean? I got mine. There's no one. No, to you share. On Adam. Adam. I'm Adam. I'm sorry. Adam. you do Can't as hold
0: your, your hand. Bo-
2: as your boss does. You bring the bottles to me unopened, and I take them home. Ah, next next That's time, that next works. week,
7: I'll bring you a bottle.
2: All 749 right, Looking for a, a lively hour. and God, Good Lord. Can you handle a couple hours, guys?
7: Oh, yeah. I'm in.
2: Dr. John yeah, Hubert, 1130, in. from MainstreamMentalHealth.org and DrPsycho.org. This is the last man cave for the week. There'll be somebody else doing this program in this shift, but it won't be me. I'm sitting in for Bill Cunningham starting tomorrow for almost the entire month of February. I think Willie is phoning it in from his double-wide in Florida on Mondays and Thursdays. So this will be a Monday night occurrence for the rest of the month, and it's great to have you along for the ride. If you have questions for any of our esteemed, distinguished panel, we'd love to hear from you. And In fact, somebody named Gary, which for some reason I like that name, has called in, and we'll entertain your phone calls as well as we continue. Also can email at Gary Jeff Walker at dot wlwcom as soon as I have the opportunity to open mine up. I was I was all wired up for Alice Cooper. So Motley Crue was terrible, Lou. I agree, I've seen him once as he, well. And and my wife really wanted to see big Motley Crue fan and the like and I mean, Vince neal and the rest
4: of them they're just old fat and they just don't care. I saw them I feel so ripped off. I saw them after Tommy Lee quit and they had a female drummer replacing them and then I saw them one other time with uh Did the, the female hold on did the female drummer
2: also give Pamela Anderson herpes?
3: Oh. Hepatitis hey, I, C. I, uh, no, no. It I, was hepatitis was, C. C.
2: I was just
6: told uh from an anonymous source that uh Cooper, was a he was a rich golf kid who just kind of took up music Oh, no, right no, right no, no. Listen, he was a Methodist is minister's that right? son. He,
2: yes, but he was a golfer. He, he was, was a golfer. And he yeah, still is still, a golfer. Yeah. Scratch. So here's the thing. With Alice Cooper, yeah. in the early 70s, when the band, like the year before they were voted the worst band in L.A., Alice Cooper was. The next year they had a recording contract. They had I'm 18 and school's out. The song we opened up and with. Who night- gave
9: him his first recording contract? My man, Frank Zappa. Thank you. Uh,
2: all right. Not to speak ill of the dead, so I'll, <laughs> I'll refrain from my Frank Zappa
9: comments. Oh, come on now. I don't want to try the new outlook.
2: I just want my email. Oh, this is great. I will yeah. say
8: this. 70-year-old Alice Cooper singing I'm 18 was a little weird. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But, but here's the deal.
2: They start selling records. They've got, they've got a, a gold record. They've got a platinum record. Their first album is just going, it's going gonzos, the first one that hit. And his record people at the record company, Alice was taken a, a couple of days off to go play golf. He said, where are you, you playing golf? You can't be playing golf on a public course. People can't find out. That you, that's not cool. You're a jock. That, do, that, doesn't, that doesn't fit your rock star status. Yeah. People. He said, "The hell with you. I'm going to play golf. I like to play golf. On Alice Cooper, Gary in Middletown, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah, your comment on Alice Cooper, Vincent Fournier, who's celebrating his seventy-first birthday. Well, that's great.
10: Uh, Nineteen. I graduated from Middletown in '69. Went to UC two years. I uh, saw him at Ludlow Garage, I think, open for Grand Funk Railroad, I believe. Wow! But, um, what an amazing! They were just they were just getting started, and their big thing was pillow fights. They didn't have any snakes yet, but.
2: Well, that's, that's really Hello interesting. Fight. Gary, that tells me two things. Yes. It was it made an impression upon you, and you're older than I am. Uh, let's go to Amber from the Beer Cellar. Amber, you know a couple of these guys, don't you?
11: I do. They're very, very good buddies of mine.
2: How, how, how do you know them, Amber?
11: Um, we have, on Tuesday nights here at the Beer Cellar, we have cigar event night, and that's how I met them.
2: Okay, you huh. just you just plugged Wait. the beer cellar on Tuesday
7: nights. You owe me $50. <laughs> that, that's true. Amber, it's Adam. Do you miss us yet?
2: Yes, of course I do. I, well, of well, course miss, I miss you. She misses Mr. M and Paul. Hey. I think, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I hey. Hey, I, hey, I, hey, hey. I'm the cooler hi, one.
7: Or at least yeah. I think I am. Uh, yeah, Amber, I think you are. a
2: couple of <laughs> other people would like to say hello to you. Uh, Jay Armstrong. Was, lo- Amber. Hello,
8: Amber. Hey. <laughs>
2: No, no. Does she, does, <laughs> that was does Amber, does Amber at home does think you're talking to her, or does she think you're talking to Amber on the phone? That's well, it. I
8: mean, she has the ability to understand context, and she's heard the right. beginning, so I think she probably understands, understands you're what's, talking to, what's to Amber on the at. phone. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. And and we
2: also have Coach Lou in here. Say hello to Coach Lou, Amber.
11: Hey, Coach Lou. Hey, baby.
4: Amber, ooh, what kind of shoes hey, are you wearing right now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> What,
11: what, I mean, none. What? <laughs> oh,
2: God. You, you're a nun? You're, not. <laughs> you're a nun, and you hang out with this guy? It, it must be some kind of new ministry. Amber the Nun. It is. Amber's like one of the four girls that's why, that
7: go to cigar night.
9: That's why they call me the Minister of the Leaf. There Thank you. Ah. Thank, you. Ah. Thank you
2: very much. We need so, so Amber, what's, what's going on with yourself tonight besides talking to us fine gentlemen in the man cave on 700 WLW?
11: Well, I'm at beer cellar having some drinks. Yeah, smoking.
2: All
11: right. It's the place to be.
2: That's what they are said. Have
11: to, and I have to listen to my lovely friends that are on the radio. And that's I mean,
2: exactly what they said. They said
8: you were smoking.
11: <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but it's
8: not bad. But the it. cigar? She she said it. It's not bad. What is it? Yeah. What it's is it? it? That's a pretty low self esteem when you refer to yourself as it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Although Amber, I'm going to bail you out. I think you were talking about the cigar, right? Well, of course I am.
11: Right,
7: right. There you go. Nice <laughs> save, Adam. Nice, nice save. Adam.
11: <laughs>
2: All right.
7: Well, Amber, it's a
2: it's a pleasure to have you. We wish you could be in the studio with us.
11: You should. We should. We should go on air sometime. Okay, Let but, me know.
2: But it is called the man cave, so you understand that too.
11: Yeah. Well, I if mean, you get some, I'm a cool you, chick. You, I can you, hang out in the man cave.
2: If you get, I, I believe that. But if you get some gal pals together, we'll have a she shed.
11: Oh, Ooh. we should do that. Let's plan that. I have some gals. We could, we could give you a run for your bunny.
2: Come to the studio and, and give us a run?
11: Yeah, let's have a sheet shed Let's do it.
2: All right. Thank you, Amber. Have a, have a lovely evening. Have and a great night, thank Amber. Thank you. Love you guys. En- enjoy bye. your drinks. Bye. Bye, and
1: bye Amber. Smokes.
2: Chris in Westchester. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. How the hell are you? Doing great. How are you, Chris?
9: Excellent.
10: I'm great. And by the way, has there ever been any wine in this man cave?
2: Wine? Wine? Yes. No. no. Yeah, yeah Jay okay. <laughs> I mean, that was whining earlier.
10: Has there ever been any product with the word light in that man cake?
7: Uh, not tonight. No.
10: Okay, then you have a real man cake.
7: <laughs> yeah, it's just vodka and wit's I and got some whiskey, vodka man. tonic going on. That's here. it. Vodka I should, whiskey.
10: I guess, that's all As long as there's no wine involved and the, the word light does not appear on any product, you have a real man cake.
8: We got a cardboard cut out of John Wayne, man. Like, we're doing <laughs> it. That's, go. that's not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Yeah, and we also have a cardboard cutout of Rick Pitino. And a damn
2: sign of Trump Pence. Yeah. Hell I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, and a Trump Pence <laughs> Make America Great Again sign.
10: Okay, and that, that's fine, but that that's kind of getting a little bit on the opposite. I mean, now if you had a cutout of Kathy Ireland... You know,
2: Cindy Crawford, when they're naked, that's the true man cave. You're what? kind of boring on the trans cave there a little what, bit. What,
10: uh, <laughs> how do, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, Chris, Chris I, hold on, Chris, right, hold hold can't, okay, can't come he, on now.
2: Can't hear anybody but you, Chris, and that's not always a good thing. So, here's the thing. There also is a picture of Jim Scott from WSAI circa oh 1972 God. on the wall behind Coach <laughs> Lou. Oh,
10: well, I know the picture, I, but again,
2: you just named a guy. And and there, well, this is close to not being there's Seg in a tuxedo from 1980 something. Oh God, that's get that it. horrible. No wait, there is yeah, a wall, There 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 are women on the wall. There <laughs> are women on the wall. There is a poster from when Jim Scott brought the women of Mount Mount <laughs> yeah, Saint Joe that. a waterbed. So we've got that's Jim all, Scott the water a
10: waterbed controversy. Jim
2: Scott. A high school girl and a waterbed. How's that? No, oh, I know that's
10: the ultimate. That, he could be the governor that, of Virginia. That's proper thing to maybe have on the wall because it creates a little bit of controversy. The men are thinking, "I wonder if I could have got her." And, and you know, you do, you do have that going on there. But the rest of the cutouts, man, you really need to work on. I mean, come on, let's be real.
2: Well, there, there's a a, there's a sculpture of Slimmy the squirrel. <laughs> the the famous rodent got caught up some man's rectum in New Hampshire. Okay, now
10: I'm very Jeff. You're going to a weird place. And, like the, and the squirrel. The squirrel.
2: The squirrel is looking right at Lou. I kid you
10: not. Again, I thought it was I mean, Richard Gere. You're, you're bordering there, buddy. I mean, you're, you're starting to get into the bestiality fields. And Is I don't that know. squirrel we, smiling? Those gentlemen that are in your studio really need to sit down with you.
7: Now, now, hold on a minute. We do got a sign that says no girls allowed on the door. So,
10: Okay, there you go. Wait, wait, that's it. You just be you, know, you. You broke every rule. You're set to go. You're good to go. Doesn't matter now at that point.
7: <laughs> it's remember, <laughs>
2: little, remember little rascals? The He-Man Woman Haters Club? <laughs> yep, they yeah, 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 yeah. Had that. show, right.
5: Uh-huh. No purchase necessary. you were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One
10: of the best. Uh, Darryl, really, you're not welcome. No, it <laughs> was it was a prerequisite to pretty much telling a woman you're just property in America. That's all.
2: Now you've gone way overboard. The, wow,
10: girls and, uh, on television. So it was pretty. That
2: Is was there anything in better? It was really, there really was? Was there anything better in the 1960s? Now oh, you got to love that. that so, can I ask you, gentlemen? How? You, you know what? I'm the host. Let me ask the question. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. No, on the wheel right. anything, gotten gotten anything, out of control. Was there <laughs> anything better in the early 1960s than a young Mary Tyler Moore in capri pants? No.
10: Or that or no, Mar, uh, um, what is it, a uh, Marlo Thomas on that girl.
3: Oh, yeah.
10: if she think... want them black sweaters? Come on, guys. I'm sorry, but that was the 70s thing. She
9: was smoking in them it's black She St. James, too.
2: Hey, Chris, Chris, <laughs> there you go. Chris, you know what Phil Donahue said on the wedding night with Marlo Thomas? Is the caller there? Is the caller there? Is the
9: <laughs> caller no,
10: there? No, you're kidding. know yeah, he didn't. He said, wait a minute. How the uh, hell did I pull this one off?
9: Yeah, no doubt. So that's
10: what he was saying. Because we're talking about Phil Donahue. Let's be honest. We're talking about a guy whose place looks like it was made from Play-Doh. And he got Marlo Thomas. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was just thinking, I don't know what the hell I did, but i got to remember to do it again. It was an extra
2: large donation to St. Jude's.
10: <laughs> Actually, I think he built several wings.
2: No, no doubt yes, about
10: this it. Is, this is, Which is, good is one word. of the greatest, greatest foundations out there. So it really is. Says The St. Jude's hospitals and what Marl yep. Thomas and her father have done for that foundation are immeasurable as far as just the, what they do for the kids. It's kids getting really cancer is.
2: treatment without any, you know, without any ability to pay. Well, not
10: just, just the, the research yeah, they've been yeah, able to do know, at these hospitals because of... Yeah. The the diseases, all the things that they've been able to do to help children with diabetes and all these other foundations and these other organizations through the St. Jude hospitals is incredible. I mean, they have helped uh, uh, just, I mean, maintain and cure so many different childhood diseases. It's it's incredible. And it's often one guy. You know Danny Thomas, who said, "You know what? Let's put the kids first for once."
2: Yeah, no doubt.
10: And he and he put his money where his mouth. He said, "Oh no, I'm going to I'm going to donate a hospital. Here you go. I'm not going to go and do push my face into some clay in front of some Chinese theater. I'm going to donate a hospital. Let me put my money where my mouth is." See, and he this
2: did. this is what I love about this show, this freeform kind of format, Chris. Is I started out. Asking people if they'd ever seen Alice Cooper. Now we're talking about Marlo Thomas and philanthropy. Evil exactly. can't make philanthropy. That leap.
10: It's, it's philanthropy. Cut down on the shots, brother.
2: Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs>
10: now, but real quick, was everybody? Now our Super Bowl was so boring that all of the designated drivers got drunk.
3: <laughs> yeah,
10: that's how boring it was. It was literally that. I don't know about anybody else, but. I know it was a D- oh, that, party, that was like an all, old Johnny
2: Carson joke. That was great, it, it, it,
10: I, but it, it was just sad. I mean, that, I, every, even the now. Did, it, did anybody know who those people were in the halftime show? Because I didn't know any of
7: them. I knew a couple of them. I knew who they I, were. I never yeah. heard of I, who they were. I
10: had never heard of any of them. Probably right? Because I don't listen to that music. Didn't know any of them. Thought it was stupid. And well,
7: I was. My, I,
2: I was just glad that Adam Levine of Maroon Five didn't have a wardrobe malfunction. I didn't want to see his right nipple. No,
6: he know, definitely he took his shirt all, all the way off. We, we, we were out to dinner. He, he had
2: his shirt all the way off. Yeah, all for sure. All the way. I didn't see it. I was watching the Puppy Bowl. He's stripped.
7: You know, First a jacket, then a shirt. The then the next shirt. That's all they showed. That's all they
10: showed. Was him with his shirt off. They oh, didn't geez. show any other parts of it yeah. on the highlights. Hey, he's no making high the money.
2: How how sexist is that? Janice, exactly. Janice, Japlin, Janice Jackson shows one nipple. He takes his whole shirt off. What's more offensive?
8: Uh, hands down, then, Adam Levine. The Levin. word California. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather see like a 35-year-old Adam Levine without a shirt than like a 60-year-old Janet Jackson without a shirt. That's just me.
1: I can see Paul yeah, and like and you, know,
10: nah. I, would, you know, I, I would probably tend to agree because, yeah, I, was, I saw that thing, and it's not impressive. I mean, I'm sorry, but when he pulled it off, I was more impressed he was actually able to pull it back up from her kneecap. It looked it like somebody up beat in up, in up in one there. of the
8: California raisins. Uh, all right. That's what hey, it, exactly. it looked like. Chris. I
10: just, not just beat the raisin up, but tried to make wine with it and scale and ended up with
2: great jelly. Chris, Chris thank you. Goodbye. We got a break. hands on the wheel, Chris. Wow. we got a break for news, which I'm sure is awful. and it's on forever. On 700 yeah. WLW. Happy birthday to Katy, Texas' his own Clint Patrick Black. Born in the state in 1962. A better mind than a to find. The night catching jiggies.
8: What do you say when it's over? not know if I say anything.
2: At all. See this is like classic country. You can tell classic country from like pop country that's out now. Like Florida Georgia Line and that crap. Is it? Classic country should always make you feel like you're, you're riding a horse when you're listening to it. This right? is actually Just Paul's I ringtone. He
6: loves so this stuff. Well,
2: and at least on this, they actually
6: use instruments. Now it's a lot of machines use. Yeah, I, I just think it's crazy that you picked this out. It's his actual ringtone on his phone. Call him right now.
3: It Is that really your ringtone, Paul?
9: No. Okay. Yeah. I, th-
7: I think Paul has Madonna as a ringtone.
9: 700 WLW,
2: the Nightcap Man, Cave Gary Jeff with uh, Coach Lou. Uh, you can. Turn your turn your button on there, Lou, so you can participate. Come on, Lou, get with the program, phone, would, you? would you? Such a rookie. Uh mister Mr. M yes, uh, sir. Adam Shaney from Matt Ernst's firm. Who may or may not make a surprise. What the hell is Matt?
7: He's
2: uh, uh, coming from, back from Ma- Jamaica. Yeah, he got back from Jamaica. He's working on his Matt. Tan. If you're listening, call in. If he's got a, if he's got a good tan, can we accuse him of being in blackface? Oh, yeah, let's geez, do it. Uh, yeah. What do you call the jockey oh. in the yarn? Jay Armstrong's here. Yes, sir. He's very tired from a day of raining and vaping. You guys have got me pumped up now, though. Pumped I'm up. That's right. up. That's how we roll. Uh, Bait shot, Paul. Our right resident, on. our resident good guy all around. Paul's very Super mellow rep. tonight. is very mellow. Very
7: mellow. So, Jeff,
2: good time yeah. for shout-outs, you must think? have been the uh, psilocybin mushroom. That's the parking lot. Bad day to magic mushroom. Stop doing that. So we, <laughs> have,
7: we have uh, shout-outs. Adam, you wanted to first say uh, shout-out to your father, right? Yeah, my Did father, Chris. Uh, he listens <laughs> to your show all the time. So when I told him you were co- I was coming on, he was excited.
2: We've got people in foreign co- countries living. Uh, well, well,
7: they're from foreign countries. I got um, my friend Johnny. He's in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, right now. My old hometown. Yeah, one of my uh, best friends, Zap. He's listening in North Carolina right now. Actually, just got back from Charlotte. Um, that, that, that was a whole nother story, and then uh, my mother, she lives here. Mm-hmm. So, Ma, love you. My sister's listening, Aww. love you. Was that
9: your mother?
7: Yeah, did my you say mother. Mother, that an ad. mother. Hey, where are you from?
6: That's like the Jersey coming out of
7: yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother, my well, mother, my mother.
2: What, what should I say, Mister M? Did you have any shout outs? Uh, I don't. Wouldn't I, I say so. people in
6: Boca Raton listening or something. Uh, my buddy Todd and Tammy might be listening. Uh, I don't know if they're paying attention right now or not, but uh, okay. they're down in Punta Gorda.
4: Any shout-outs, Lou, while we're going around the ring here? Actually, I have one of these old, tandy, realistic radios from Radio Shack in my bathroom. Yeah. I turned it up really loud, and my cat Boogie is a little ill. <clears throat> and I turned it up, and I said, listen for my voice. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Fantastic. And flipped uh-huh. over and rolled around. Well, shout-out
2: over. for me uh, to my lovely wife, Krista 2.0, who's still convalescing from some kind of awful stomach virus. Well, soon. And, and Brooksy. Brooks-y. Uh, our our beloved Garth Brooks, the cat. Uh, Paul, any shout-outs since we're doing this? Uh, um, yeah, no. Quickly, we have people on the line nope. here. Nobody loves you. Hey, hey, and actually, I,
7: I just got a text from um, all of our friends. We all know Troy Tidwell. He's uh, Oh, Troy? No, well, you don't know him.
2: Troy's a great guy. Oh, a yeah, we went to guy. different schools together. He's no, a great no, guy, no. But now he's in Florida <clears throat> listening. Well, do you remember the time that Troy got stuck with that little, we can't say midget, that little, that little person <laughs> yeah, in the, the movie theater?
7: Yeah, I do remember that. What?
2: <laughs> and and they had absolutely no idea until they saw the, the butter from the popcorn in the aisle oozing out.
9: Except it wasn't a movie Troy, theater, it was the brass ass. Troy. Brass Troy, you'll
2: butter. always you'll always be a hero of mine for that story
8: alone. Uh, th- Jay Armstrong. I'd like to shout out Adam Levine's nipples.
4: <laughs> Again with that. <laughs>
8: That's was, a good looking it, dude. Hey, it, it was oh, too stop far.
7: Stop it. it. Though.
4: Tight. He's got a tight rack.
7: I, I think For, he might have a secret crush over there. You know? I don't
8: think it's secret. I think it's out in the open. It's out in the open. I bang out Levine. No, I'm out. Adam with, with a hammer. Food. I'm out. Yeah, with a
4: hammer, exactly. You, you know what? I, always, at I, I have
8: not. His clothing line at Kmart's pretty dope, actually. You know, I always kind of figured him to be a wimpy dude, but that dude is cut. Like, the worst thing about a guy with hair gel like that that's like a pretty boy <laughs> is if that dude whooped you, like, you would never live that down. No.
2: Okay, do you think, and I don't know, do you think they've got, like, flabby pasty guys and gay porn, Adam Levine is a gay
8: porn star. I, I don't know if they did. I feel like I could get some employment. Fluffer. <laughs> Fluffer. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones.
2: You've really, really ruined my image of
8: you, I, I could start my own uh, hairless bear great, genre.
2: Great segue for a dick who's on deck. No, uh, let's go to Doug and Cincy first. On the subject, of Alice Cooper, whose birthday it also is on this February 4th. How you doing, Doug? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing fine. What's going on?
11: I I, I tuned in late, so I don't know uh, if these things got covered, but there were a couple things that were interesting about Alice uh, relating early in his career to Cincinnati. Yeah. One one of which was uh, he was actually on the bill when they had the music festival at uh, Crosley Field in 1970. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a, a Detroit promoter that, that kind of put the thing together, and um, Alice Cooper was on it, and Bob Seger. And, uh, but the headline was, was it, headliner was Iggy Pop. Oh, I so, bet that was
8: amazing, Iggy Pop. He,
11: <laughs> well, if you've ever seen that picture of Iggy Pop standing shirtless in the crowd, they're like holding him up. And he's smearing peanut butter on his chest. Yeah, so it's it's a really famous shot, actually.
3: Yeah, and
11: that is from that music festival at uh, Crowley Field.
7: That's amazing. Huh. How did the peanut yeah. butter come about? That's what I want to know. They probably told him uh, he couldn't
8: cut himself. Was there a bunch of German shepherds in the crowd or what? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he did have a song. I was want- saying, now I want to be your dog. That's an Iggy Pop song, is it? Yeah.
11: <laughs> Yeah, he he was, uh, you know. I was. Uh, I'm not quite old enough to remember that, but um, you know, apparently Iggy was the biggest deal they had in that in that old festival. That's a pretty which, lively
2: group: uh, Vincent Fournier, Alice Cooper, and Iggy Pop on the same bill. That's hell. <laughs> That's great.
11: And then the other thing about about Alice, I guess you know, at that time, it, the whole uh, shtick that he had with with the makeup and. And the horror thing was, was not really fully developed. So he didn't have that big a following. And I, I guess he played at Ludlow Garage.
2: Yeah, I've heard, uh, I, that, I've heard people that were there uh, talk about when they were there to see Alice. So
11: as a result of playing at Ludlow Garage when he was uh, in town, he actually wrote the song, I'm 18, here in Cincinnati. Oh, no, cool. Yeah, I always thought that was, you know, it's just a a trivial thing for history, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, probably one of the two biggest songs that he's known for. Doug,
2: I I live for trivia. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Melissa, hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. What's up? Hi. Hi, Mel. Hi.
12: Hi.
11: I just wanted to say hi to these wonderful people.
2: She obviously um, I'm, oh,
11: I'm so glad that your health is really well. I haven't spoken to you for such a long time,
6: and Bruiser. Hey, um, how are you?
11: Thank you. You're awesome, and everything that's going on in Cincinnati is unfathomable, and blue lives matter. That's all I wanted to say. Hey,
2: thank you. All right, Melissa, thank you. She obviously has a wonderful economy with words. And uh, we're going to now get into the subject. will be the three billion sixth people to chime in on the Super Bowl, but we'll let Dick from Dayton do it first. Good evening, Dick. Hi, Gary, Jeff. Hey. IJ, hi, Jay. Hi, guest.
7: Hello, Dick. What's up, Dick? How are
2: you doing tonight?
7: Good. How are you doing?
11: Oh, pretty good. I, I came home about 830, and i tell you, I've never seen it. it. was the most boring Super Bowl. I And I, I said to myself, the doggone Patriots will find a way to uh, to win this game. That's
2: a rather astute observation, Dick.
11: Well, well,
7: you know, yeah. everybody says that's the most boring Super Bowl. I think the worst Super Bowl I ever saw was Seattle and Pittsburgh. That was the worst Super
8: Bowl. Oh, Bowl I ever. didn't like that at all. He's I scared. thought it was a hard-fought defensive game, which is something that everybody's been complaining all year yeah. about, that defense doesn't matter in the NFL anymore.
2: Right. Uh, hold on a second. Before you go full-on into this, Jay, I'm going to give you your spot. But I've got to do something first with our friend from Dayton. Say goodnight, Dick. Hey, I've I
11: got something to tell you guys. Okay, real quick. Okay. March twenty sixth, I went to band tonight. You all are invited to Clifton Opera House. Uh, I mean, March oh,
2: darn it!
10: March
2: sixteenth. <laughs> is, 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 twi- no, yeah, is it is it the no is it? Is it the twenty sixth or the sixteenth,
11: The
8: sixteenth of March at Clifton March, Opera House.
7: 12th. You guys are welcome. M- Mitch, I think we got plans. It's like Saint Patty's yeah, Day. I, I, yeah, We're busy I'm doing
8: there. a cigar, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that Saint P- it is St. Patty's Day? Yeah, you gotta that is, yeah. Dick, days. you know what?
2: The hell with these losers. If there's any way I can make it to Clifton, Ohio, to the Clifton Opera House to see the Kettering Banjo Society on March 16th, I will be there. Okay, you know, that's there actually a
8: great night for me. The week prior, I'll be in Rochester, Minnesota, and the week after that, I'll be in Kingsport, Tennessee. But the 16th, I will Tennessee. be there. Tennessee. Quick, quick well,
2: maybe right. some other our world, our world traveler, Jay Armstrong. Now I'm here. coming they to see always Dick.
8: Welcome, our band director <laughs> said. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I told
11: him tonight, you guys are always welcome he down here for Dick. For Dick, what's the,
5: what's the cover chart? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
8: It's my little escape.
5: Now Judy's the life of the party.
8: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
5: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> Jumba. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Well, there going to be no cover charge. I'll wow. take care of oh, it. Oh, if it's free, it's for me. Nick Tick, no charge to consumer. No, I'm all over it. Paul's looking
6: for Dick. He'll be there.
2: The triangle I got to
11: play tonight.
8: Oh, you got to play the triangle?
11: On the Orange Blossom Special.
8: That's awesome. Do you have a triangle solo?
11: Well, somebody <laughs> next to you right. happened to uh, they come to the bar. That was the prettiest gift I ever got. It was snowing about three years ago. I saw this. I've never seen anything. That is a masterpiece.
2: Dick was mentioning, and I'll give you the backstory here, Jason, since you seem really interested in this particular story. Uh, Dick... Was was on with me one Saturday morning. Dick was on with me one Saturday morning and talked about how he didn't have a triangle at band practice because the guy who has the equipment didn't <clears> bring <throat> any, or he wasn't there. I said, well, Dick, you deserve your own triangle. And we had a radiothon to collect money for Dick's triangle.
8: What's a triangle go for?
2: Uh, well, we had about yeah. sixteen forty-eight collected from listeners on a Saturday morning. And then somebody who listened came into the bar and had, Purchased a triangle, for, and then two other listeners brought it up to the Beaver Creek Lowe's to give it to Dick personally. Look at that! That's, that's awesome. For so Sixteen dollars. Really we were out talking it about it cost, we, were, right? we were talking about philanthropy earlier,
4: right here. Why don't we exploit yeah, our show. listeners
8: more often? Lightning That's not exploiting. I could use tacos all the time.
4: I need a half gallon of very old bargain. <laughs> I, 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 I could use some more vodka. I, that's trying. what I was say. Bring some beer, uh, a little Why empty. We
8: talking about I'm at, at Dripwell's Vapors every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The Feel free to bring me tacos. tacos. <laughs> well, no what, sour cream. Hundred yards from a taco. What bell are the What are the hours? Way. What are the hours, Jay? I'm there from four to close. <laughs> what time we close? Eight on Monday and Wednesday, and nine on Friday. All right, fantastic.
2: Oh, Hell, I could just bring tacos tonight. There's a security card downstairs. I'm Actually, not hard to
8: find. Did. Bring me tacos wherever. Accost me with tacos. Paul, you're very quiet over there.
7: Yeah, why are you being so quiet?
8: He's, he's never very this quiet. quiet. Because he's very quiet. quiet.
7: He's plotting mass he's
2: murder. He's still
8: thinking right?
7: about he it. Looks <laughs> like <laughs> like oh, he looks like he's plotting murder. Uh, he's got that look. Say
2: goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Gary Jeff.
7: Goodbye, Dick. Goodbye, Dick. Goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Dick. Dick. i night, my phone. Dick. I think Paul was over there thinking about Dick. That's why he was being so quiet. We will
2: talk about... <laughs> the Super Bowl. We will talk about the Super Bowl commercials. We will have no more discussion of of what Paul wants. Paul. We'll, we'll have no more discussion about Adam Levine's nipples. I, I'm working it in. I will get it back <laughs> in. I guarantee you will. you it three times It better already. be a smooth transition. Just don't non-sequitur Adam Levine's nipples. Hairless you have smooth? to work it into a conversation oh, yeah. that we're having. I, th- I think I can manage oh. that. That is your that is your mission should you choose to accept it. The Nightcap continues here on 700 WLW 513 one 800 843-2441.
7: We're on the air.
2: Are we still? I think we're we, on there. We were on
8: the air. Yeah, we're still on the air. But that's all right. <laughs> we can't fire i can't can't I I I swear right. until we're off I the air. That's the, no, I I just... we no, no, that's the hardest thing about so it. I thought we
9: went to break.
3: that's the hardest thing about it. I think
8: Paul's off his meds. I hit, I
2: hit the Someone get this med of Jarrettall. still right, over there We are. We are going to. We are going to take a break right now and calm this this room down a little bit. We need Mario save us. Seven hundred WLW.
4: Acceptable reasons for missing Eddie and Rocky's show.
5: You were trapped under a tree and had to saw a leg off to free yourself.
2: Thank God and iHeartMedia for the jump button and the delay. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> if, you, if you happen to be listening online, streaming, or on the iHeartRadio app, you may have heard something that was inappropriate. We apologize. But it didn't make it onto uh, the terrestrial signal. Thank goodness. Alice Cooper, 71st birthday singing I'm 18,
8: which Jay Armstrong finds creepy. When he was singing it live, it was creepy. But when I found out that he wrote it in Cincinnati, I figured out how this song was written. He was sitting in in his hotel room, and he's like, well, what's the most interesting thing going on in this town right now? He's like, well, I'm 18. That's more interesting than anything else in Cincinnati. I second that. Let's go to Bruce and
2: Amelia, who wanted to uh, speak on the advent of uh, Vincent Fournier Jr.'s 71st birthday. Hello, Bruce. Bruce? Hello?
1: Bruce! Bruce! Bruce. Hey!
7: Hey, there you go, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, where you at,
1: buddy? Okay,
11: talk to What's us, What's going on? Is, am I live? Am I on the radio? Is yes. this the main case? This is it, it is. It. it is. It is? Hello? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Bruce? I'm doing
3: fine. There's like a pickup line.
11: Hey, how you doing? How
3: are you hey, doing? How,
11: how you doing? doing? Mitch, how are you do- so, Mitch told me to call in. All right, Bruce. We so wanted somebody to actually who, who, actually, actually mention his name more, who, who, more than once on the radio.
2: Really? Okay, Bruce. Who's Bruce? So, so what do you want? What do you want to say about Alice Cooper? which is what you turned Well, me on that screener.
11: was just to get me on the radio, but Okay,
2: you're, you're
11: gone. <laughs> <laughs> who is that?
2: Here's I, I don't know I, who, got, I got, have, I have a, no a, idea. Gentlemen, please Tate's talking. I got a, I got a couple of rules here, and only a couple besides the the mm-hmm. ones that we're liable for, you know, by a federal commission, mm-hmm. Paul. Uh a c- couple of rules. Number 1, mm-hmm. if you're going to use a nickname, use the same use the same fake name every time. And two, don't lie to the producer. In this case, Mario, about what you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Just to get on the air, right? If just you just want to get is. on, say, tell him hi. I just want to be on the air. I just want to say hi. And fine weather. And he's calling back right now. I'm sorry. You. And that's the other. That's a third. No rule. idea who that is. It's Bruce. You're fair. Uh, it's, no. It's. No? It's. Okay. Third rule is you only get one shot on the air per show. So sorry, Bruce, but thank you. I use
8: the same fake name every time. I understand, yeah, it, so what do what I. What is
2: it? Drywall Dan.
4: Jay.
8: Jay. Jay?
4: Yeah, I like that.
2: Coach Lou, do you have any aliases, any fake names, any AKAs that you can say in
4: the air? Well, I've got the hate cast on YouTube. I'm up to five of them now. They're about an hour long each. But that's not an alias or anything. But AKA. that's Lou Diamond. Oh, okay. I'm known as Coach Lou. Big Lou Diamond. Do you, do you want to take this guy again? Oh, we've got to call. He's calling uh, no. back. But you got to be Bruce, fair.
2: Bruce, are you Okay. Man,
4: I got cut. What happened? I don't know what happened. You lied. Was, yeah,
11: you lied, Bruce. I, Who is he? I, I was joking. That was a funny. I thought we were having fun. <laughs> Bruce, do you know
7: Mitch? Do you actually know him? I actually know Mitch. How?
11: He is a, he is a hero in Amelia, uh, but we have a small statue in Amelia of him. I don't. I don't know if you guys knew
6: that or not.
7: No, I didn't. I, I know. I know it pretty well. and Didn't I, know that. I would. I would love to know about
2: that personally. <laughs> Bruce, you're right. This is fun. You're a comedic genius.
11: I, I, <laughs> I was trying to be funny when I said I, I, I have a, a I
2: question, under, and then I, they cut me. I,
11: I understand. <laughs> well, Bruce. Bruce. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you some facts about Alice Cooper. Did Did you know his dad was a preacher in yes. Pennsylvania? Yes. We you know. knew that. Did you know he has a restaurant in Phoenix called
2: Cooperstown? Yes, we know that.
11: What is their motto there? Do you know that?
2: Well, I guess you're going to tell me, aren't you?
11: Where jocks and rocks meet. (laughs) Did you know that he actually ran uh, a 24-mile marathon in high school and set a record in cross-country?
2: Had no idea. This is fascinating. You
11: remember the big python he used to carry out on stage?
2: Yeah, I yeah, think her it's, name is it's, Cindy. It's, I was going to say Mina. Yeah, but it,
11: it, do you know how it died? No, oh, no.
3: Here we he go. Fed
11: him, he fed him. He him an oversized rat, and the rat bit him and killed the python. You <laughs> right. that some crazy crap or what?
2: We are having fun. <laughs> Listen, we we're up we're up against the wall for for news. Okay, Bruce. Thank you so much All for right. contributing to the frivolity. Who the hell was that?
7: And he acts like he's known you for years. I don't don't have have a clue. Come on, Hero. Uh, We'll we'll break for news,
2: and we'll talk Super Bowl 53 next on the Nightcap on 700 WLW. Was it the lowest-scoring Super Bowl ever? Was the lowest-scoring Super Bowl in decades, I know. Yesterday in Atlanta when the Patriots faced off against the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 53. The Nightcap continues. On 700 WLW, staff drummer Lou, coach Lou, is playing along with Alice Cooper, the band. Yeah, hot stuff. And Vincent Vernier's 71st birthday. Over me. No more Mr. Nice Guy, baby. It's the nightcap and the man cape. And Gary Jeff with you on 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. The podcast will be available, I'm certain, as soon as we get off the air, (laughs) thanks to crack producer Mario, who is working the controls tonight, and great to have you with us. So, first and foremost, and and you guys are going to probably disagree with everything I have to say about Super Bowl, so I'll let you say your piece first. Each, Coach Lou, the game, the outcome,
4: and whatever. I turned it at every opportunity from all commercials because I refuse to be marketed to. And, uh, I mean... I was a marketing major, business major in college. Well, the
2: commercial thing is a separate conversation, but you can go and chime in on that it's, now.
4: It, here's the part that really irks me is the arrogant, passive-aggressive folks who are saying, oh, there was a big game or something yesterday. Like, oh, I didn't watch it because I'm so much more and, and enlightened intelligent than you are, you small peons that watch TV. Like you were reading, you know. You actually heard somebody say that Oliver Twist. Oh yeah, there's. It's a Facebook thing. It's it's a thing. I saw it too. It's uh, like, oh yeah, there was a game, sure, and it had. Mr. M, ratings, your but. impressions of Super Bowl Fifty
2: Three, the game itself. Uh, well,
6: on a, on an official note, I wasn't watching. I was working. Lowest rated Super Bowl in ten years. But uh, what I did see of it, it was uh, depressing.
2: <laughs> Depress? Explain yeah. why.
6: I think everybody wants to see a high scoring game. They want to see a lot of back and forth and there some was, people do. There's a lot of boredom. Just uh, a lot of
2: boredom. Talk it was with just,
6: a, it was just depressing. It was got like, a text
2: from our friend Matt Ernst of I Gotta a D-U-A. Com. It's about time. Sorry, I couldn't make it back to make it tonight. I just got back from Jamaica and I was exhausted. Hopefully, I can make all the rest. Love being on there with you guys. Well, that's nice, man. Oh, oh that God poor God. God. Oh, guy. Thanks, oh. Matt. Sorry. Right. We love you too, back from Jamaica. We miss you, man. Yeah, poor him. Got uh, back from Jamaica. Thoughts and prayers. Adam Shaney, your your, your your
7: sure, your thoughts on Super Bowl Fifty Three? Uh, my thoughts. You know, I kind of agree with Jay a little bit. You know, it's um, it was a low scoring game, but I like defensive games. I mean, that's you know, they say offense puts butts in the seat and defenses win <laughs> Super Bowls. Well, there you go. And Anybody wants to say Tom Brady's not the best, shut up. I agree. He's the best ever, period. I mean, the guy wins no matter what. Jay? Uh,
8: Yeah, like I said, it was a very low-scoring game. But people have been complaining all year that the referees and, and the new NFL rules have made it so that the defense doesn't even matter now. And, I, and I've it, heard that over and over. And it showed last night that it absolutely did, and people are whining like crazy about it. And I think that's a perfect picture of what America is right now. People beg and beg and beg for something, and then when they get it, they complain about it. And That's, uh, a, good, that's a good observation. I, I did like hear, that. though, that after the game, uh, Tom Brady, uh, because of Travis Scott the rapper, decided to get some face tattoos. He actually got Adam Levine's nipples where the black marks are supposed to go under his eyes. <sighs> Again with this. He had, enough he had Enough of Over Adam Levine. Over
2: the line, God.
9: nice job working that <laughs> in. Jay.
2: They threw it right in there. Shop, Paul, your impressions of the game.
9: I, I, I gotta disagree with you. I don't think it was as much he good defense as Edibles. it was poor offense. I think both teams played like. Look what
8: Julian Edelman did throughout the whole game. You want to say that that's Edelman poor was offense? One, one player, the one player.
9: I don't think that, the Rams should have been there up first place. That they, they played up, up to his potential. Agreed, but. I will say this about Tom Brady. Eli Manning was the only quarterback to stop the Patriots twice. Bam. You mean
2: Peyton Manning's disabled little brother? That's the one. The one can't <laughs> spit out more than two sentences at a press conference? <laughs> and I believe don't one. Don't,
9: don't, don't. My man. I, mean,
2: as I, far as
7: Brady... I believe both times they were a wild card team, too. Am I right? Um, The first no, one, no, for not, sure. Yeah, right. first one. Yeah, Do
2: you first. want to know what I think or not? oh absolutely what's on your mind Gary Jeff tell Tell, tell all of us it's our show Gary I agree with Jay and I agree with Adam I loved and it was great defense and here's the other thing I loved about it as looking back and at the end of the game and I thought or when it was obvious the Patriots going to win again which to me was obvious as soon as the game started (laughs) because of Belichick and Brady primarily but what what about Gilmore that was some great defense, Paul. I disagree with no, you. No, there was defensive highlights for sure. I thought there was great the, the way the and Patri- both defenses though, played well. The You're way the Patriots a a completely shut down the Rams' running game, because as the announcers pointed out uh, over and over again, and I agreed with them, the Patriots <laughs> were going at them vertically, not horizontally. They weren't let them, They weren't running side to yeah. side, yeah, so they they didn't have that opportunity to break out with Gurley or anything else. What struck me. What was kind of obvious before the game is that Bill Belichick and that whole organization, their their process with the Patriots over Belichick's tenure is to, in these big games, they've won 67% of the Super Bowls they've been in. They've been in nine, won six of them. That's a hell of a winning percentage right there But it's Belichick, especially when he's got two weeks to get ready, he says, okay, how would you like for us to beat you to the other team. You want a shootout? We'll play a shoot like they did with Kansas City earlier in the season. You want a defensive game? You want to die slowly or you want to die quick? And they dictate the pace and the timbre of that just by their system, their defense, the way they play on offense, because Brady knows where everybody's
0: at all the time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: And so did the uh, the wonder kid, Jared Goff, because of great defense played by both teams. Uh, uh, it was totally a defensive marvel, and it was, again, an example of how Belichick just stares you down from the other side of the sideline and goes, how would you like for us to beat you? We'll play whatever game you want, and we'll still dictate the action. I, I just think it's brilliant. I'll that tell you really
9: what, one, one thing uh, about Belichick's coaching, and, <laughs> again, I mean, uh, as a Giants fan, I'm a big Belichick fan because – you know he he was sure, coaching yeah. our team uh, in the '86, but um, um, and I I didn't watch the Patriots through the year uh, this season, but uh, uh, they said that like uh, uh, the Patriots defense would play mostly man to man, and for the Super Bowl they played mostly zone. So he just changes everything up to fit the team they're playing, and especially in the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. You know?
2: Absolutely. would they have one defensive penalty on the Patriots?
9: Yeah, I think you're right. In, in, it a, wasn't.
2: in a totally defensive game? That's insane. I mean, now, Hecker, for, for the punter for the Rams, he punted, what, like eight, nine times during the game? Six times in the and first half. And he did half. well,
7: too. He was pinning them back. Oh. The longest, saying that, the longest that if punt, the Rams
9: won, he'd have to be the MVP.
2: 65-yard. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the longest punt in Super Bowl history. There were a couple. Of, it was the first time two brothers played on the same team in yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah.
9: yeah. Twin uh, brothers,
2: yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought there was a lot to watch and enjoy in that game. Tom and Colrain. hello. You're on the night camp on 700 WLW.
11: Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing hey, fine. What's up, Good. Tom? How I, you doing? I, I thought the halftime show was really bad first of all.
7: I, didn't, and then, I, I watched the puppy bowl. Uh, here he goes. He's going to slide it in there right now. Uh, Come on, Jay. <laughs> you know it's coming. Come on, Jay. We I know mean, I thought there cool. was the, at system, least man. two
8: fantastic highlights <laughs> show. one nipple and the other one yeah i know we know what's anyway happening. tom go ahead <laughs>
11: Well, you know, we're signing a coach that yesterday coached us in the super bowl and a team got three points I- i'm looking at marvin to come back uh
8: maybe you know this- hang up on this guy yeah hang <laughs> up right now than no, Martin, no i'm not hanging up anyone's uh, better than. We,
2: we've we've got all this great hoopla about the incoming bingles head coach
10: uh, and yes, they get three points. Now, my last observation is this:
11: Do you think if you take Brady out of the equation, is that a Super Bowl team?
8: No, yes. no, no. I, I think it not. is. I think sure. any any quarterback that grows up as a quarterback under Bill Belich- Bel- Belichick in that system becomes some semblance of what Tom Brady no. is. Well, no. Uh,
2: let's let's look at the facts as they are. If Tom Brady is not playing for that team, no, they're not in the Super Bowl. They don't win the Super Bowl. That is a magic combination, the Brady Belichick. Does,
11: does Belichick make nine Super Bowls without and, Brady? And you put Andy Dalton in there, they would maybe make two of that. I mean, Tom. Tom, Brady, Tom, the thing is, Brady's the that. team.
2: Tom, the the thing is, Brady's not the team. <laughs> Belichick's the team. Brady is the most. Brady is the only person on that roster that the Patriots would lose, and they wouldn't be the Patriots. They can lose anybody sure. else, and they've proven Brian it over Kasky. and over. They, no, no, but, no, no.
8: Gronk didn't even make Gronk, that big a difference no, right. last night. It was all Julian Edelman. Oh, only down to the two yard line,
2: the long pass that Brady lofted perfectly to him <laughs> to set up the, the only touchdowns. That's yeah. why he wasn't hot.
10: But... You see that on the running oh, backs. Every time a running back goes back down. Oh, on the, on the, the, pa- the Patriots in,
2: the Patriots straight. lose running backs, they lose receivers. It doesn't matter. As as long as Tom Brady is playing for Bill Belichick, that's what every other
9: position is a plug and go.
8: Yep. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thank you. I'd be willing to bet that within three years, Belichick would create another, another Tom Brady. I don't know. I believe that within three years,
2: Belichick and Brady will ride off into the sunset. Who's yeah, going to be with the more next Brady? Super Bowls, with more Super Bowls than any other quarterback-coach tandem ever in the NFL. Brady will play for another year or two, and they will at least win one more Super but Bowl. But then who's going
6: to be the next Brady? Because after
7: Kobe, there was LeBron. Yeah, but... Right? So yeah. so, so who's going to be Patrick Mahomes is yeah, the Mahomes, next Tom Brady. yeah, I, For sure, 100%. 100%. But I don't think there's going to be another Tom Brady. I mean, what, what has he been in the league? 17 years? Is that right? Yeah. And he's winning nine Super Bowls. More so than we 50 were watching
6: this this afternoon. My wife is looking was looking at it. Was he like she says, a fourth or oh, fifth Kansas round pick? 100th, 100th overall. said Kansas City's going to win it next 100th, year. I'm like, how can yeah. you say that? Mahomes, is Mahomes. Not a well, pass. my wife and I were watching this afternoon. We were watching the news, and she says, "Oh, Kansas City is going to win it next year." Nah. Your team, Gary, Jeff, I'm out yeah, the, the right? chefs. and I said, well, I I, the h- chefs. "How can you say that? You don't I know what's going to happen." I love my, my Mahomes. That, that goes with what you know. What we're saying here is it uh, is it going to be Kansas
4: City? Lou, do you like Mahomes? I, I love Mahomes. I, so I, do I. He's exciting, but he's not a look at look at the model. Look at the stand up and move up into the pocket passer, Brady. Yeah. He moves up into oh, oh, the pocket. Yeah. And he's steps not Tom forward. Brady, no. And Nobody Michael knows. Vick didn't win a Super Bowl, and I, I think Mahomes is going to get well, caught running outside, and he's going to get hurt. But I, I believe that,
2: it goes. that you brought up Michael Vick, who's obviously a Mensa member from way back, mm-hmm. the dog killer. Uh, you bring up Michael Vick, that style in, in comparison to it may be same style, but two totally different players. Patrick Mahomes yeah. actually is intelligent. Patrick Mahomes actually has progressions and moves that we have not seen at that position with any of the running passing
4: quarterbacks. Right. But look at what's the success in the NFL is the typical pocket passer.
8: I, th- I oh, think yeah. the impressive thing about Kansas City is that a lot of those guys are very young and very right. new, and they've gelled together as a team in an and incredibly have, fast uh, – yep.
2: And they yep. have another excellent, experienced head coach in Andy Reid. Well, I was right. just
7: about to say about Andy Reid, here's the thing. He can get you there, but he can't win. I'm an right. Eagles fan. And how many – what, uh, four oh, or five, four or five NFC can't. championship games? And we won can't. one and they got killed by the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Coffee he is can't, for he closers. Can't win. I'm
8: not really trying to hear people complain about not <laughs> winning the championship game. We can't win ABC. a single playoff <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, right? You see this Cadillac? Can we move on? <laughs> Andy Reid will get you Why? there, but he won't
2: win. I don't know. I just... He needs to lose weight. Maybe he'll what, be better. What did you run out of your drink? What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, he, he did. suddenly become He's very dead. crotch. He's over to BP real quick. All right, uh, Paul. Don't mind my, your own damn business. Anything Don't. to say about the Belichick Brady
9: combination that you haven't said yet? Other than that, I mean, we've we've covered it. I mean, it, yeah. it's going to be. It, it'll stand the test of time, and people look at it and. And we should just be... Somebody was joking that in 10 years... Thanks they for may, finally chumming in. They, they may... You're welcome. They may
2: rename it the the Belichick Trophy. Yeah. 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 It yeah. just yeah. doesn't
9: roll off the tongue, though, like... Uh, like the Lombardi.
2: The Lombardi. Yeah. Dave and Dayton, hello, you're on 700 WLW. What's on your mind?
5: Hey evening, guys. If we reached our quote on Adam Levine nipple
8: references, yeah, no, never, absolutely never. Done. We're yeah. going to run it until the wheels hey, fall. No more. I think Jay's going to keep saying it. I can't, it I can't, right.
2: I can't stand to watch him or listen to him with his shirt on, <coughs> I'm, much
5: less don't. I'm, I'm happily married, but you know, if I had to be gay for a day, I might give it a shot. But See,
8: there you anyway. go. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's <great. He> <laughs> we're going to talk trade. about Adam Levine's right, nipple. Hang up, hang up
3: now. Hey, shut up and let Dave talk, guys. Football, football, football.
5: Go. Here we go. Here we. Yeah, the reason it's 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 Brady and Belichick together. It's not one or the other. It's I them agree. together. And a and and I, my son played. Um, he he played football with their left guard, uh, Tunie number sixty two. And the other thing was that was dominant about their playoff run was that line didn't let Brady get touched with three outstanding pass rushing defenses and these monsters like Sue and Aaron Donald did not, you know. We're not able to get to Brady because of that line. And um, besides game-to-game adjustments that the Patriots do, I don't know if you heard this, but um, Josh McDaniels, he made up an offense on the fly, their touchdown scoring offense. He basically huddled the guys and said, I know we haven't practiced this, but this is what we're going to do. And they made up and changed on the fly, which you never – we don't even get halftime adjustments from the old Bengals regime, you know, to adjust to another team's, you know, what they're throwing at us. But well, and, adjust, and the Patriots adjust in-game within series.
2: What was interesting, I found out, what was interesting about, thanks, Dave, for that, what was interesting for me about, I didn't know this, that when, when the clock, when the play clock goes down to 15 seconds, there's no more communication between the sideline and the quarterback or the defense. Right. They, they made yeah. mention of that over and over again. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Hmm. I don't know if that's well, just in the Super
9: Bowl or if that's no, a regular season. I, I that's think, regular season. I think that was that's an optional thing,
2: right? Well, they kept insisting. I know Tony, Tony Romo and Jim Lance both kept insisting. I think it was Tony Romo. Or maybe it's even Gene Sar- Sarator, Sarator the, the ex-ref that right. they have on when they've got questionable calls and whatever. Um, they have. Uh, Apparently at fifteen seconds, the play clock goes down to fifteen seconds, the quarterback gets no more in his headgear and the defense, whoever the captain yes, yes. no more, gets no yeah, more both, from the sidelines. Cut off.
7: Cut off, the other's cut off. Yeah. You know, one of the points I wanted to make about Brady, think about that. this. He's made more money for people than any other quarterback. He takes a guy that should be a number three on a team and makes him a number one. The next year another team will pick him up and give him a big contract and he does
8: nothing. Yeah, I agree. Did you guys see Tom Brady kiss his dad on the mouth after the game? Was that, that dad? No, that wasn't his dad. That was, that was uh, Kraft. Was it Bob yeah, Kraft?
6: Daddy Kraft. Well, that was the Michigan way. That's what they do in Michigan.
3: Have you, have you, have you been to Michigan? The re-
6: there's the resident Buckeye. Have, have you been it. to the state of Michigan? The entire state smells like hot dog water. It does. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Pine trees. There's a lot of pine trees. It's disgusting.
2: There, there are very many beautiful parts of Michigan. If you say so. In this, in the center of the state, absolutely. Whatever. It's north to you. And Ann Arbor is beautiful. Oh yeah, Ann Arbor.
6: If you've never played Canada, (laughs) that
8: might as well be Canada. Uh, 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 Listen, have you
2: been to Columbus lately? It might as well be Canada. It's one of the most liberal cities in America. It's awful. It's terrible. I am. I'm doing a of the Buckeye. Yes, at least
6: we have a winning football team. Yeah. You know what? If you've been saying we'll get them next year since 2009, you might be a Michigan fan. You have
2: you have a winning football team and more transgender clowns than anywhere else in the country. Ugh, God. Uh, let's go to Steve in Sims on quarterbacks. Hello, Steve. Hi.
11: Hi. How are you? I'm great.
2: How are you? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm great, too.
12: My comment is, and the last caller did refer to it a little bit, but I usually, I, I'm not a great football analyzer, but I think that people talk about quarterbacks like Brady and whoever that are great, it's always the offensive line that gives them the time to throw. I know. If you don't have it, you ain't going to be a great quarterback, and the Bengals are the perfect example. They call Carson Palmer. They've had, you can name them all, but they throw from the ground. They can't throw from the ground. None and of, that's what Andy suffers from, too, I think. None of, it, it, none of
2: them were Tom Brady. Exactly.
12: No, well, the major I,
8: you're difference... Right,
12: you're right. I mean, you're right about that. But.
8: The major yeah. difference between the the Bengals up until this year and the Patriots for the last, was it, 18? Yeah. is yeah. discipline. It's discipline. Everyone... And whether that's on the offensive line or the defensive it's not, secondary... It's, on the, it's sure. on the
12: coach. It's, oh, it's, it's the, the coach's job. Dude, I know. Man, you can throw that in. But the offensive line... Makes the, I mean, I'm not saying, Tom, if you took that same guy and you put him on the Bengals, I'd like to see him do the same thing.
2: Well, with, with the Bengals, because of their lack of discipline under Marvin Lewis, Tom right. Brady would probably be retired with a, with a leg that wouldn't work anymore because he would probably planted exactly on his butt correct. so many times. That's yeah. it. You're right. You're He's right. Still, and, he still he still would have performed better than Andy Dalton or Carson I mean, Palmer. Ha,
12: well, I know. I know that. But, I mean, Andy would be a hell of a lot better quarterback if he did have an offensive line, I think. And it just – I just think that, that an offensive line really – you could almost go down the whole list of the great quarterbacks or, or the better-than-average quarterbacks. And it's They all have, yes, discipline, but – great offensive lines that protect them and give them time to throw. And they're good throwers. But if they didn't have that time and they were rushed and pressured every time, like the Rams guy was, well, and that's what happens. I mean, it Brady, seems to me.
2: Okay. Thank you very much, Steve. Some good thoughts on that. We got to take a break for news. I will also say Tom Brady is the greatest of all time agree. because he bagged a supermodel and is still keeping her happy without any red meat in his two sky. supermodels. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Two. Well, I'm talking about the one he's married to. Yeah. If you research, the your rich law, get richer. Mm-hmm.
8: Apparently, he's like an amazing father. Also, he's just good at everything, and it kind of makes me angry. Haters. Yeah. Hate. How does one guy get everything? He's perfect. Said that. He's the perfect. He's not a real human being. <laughs> hey, by the way, the way, Tom why. Brady went to Michigan. <laughs>
1: 700
3: WLW.
2: <laughs> the only thing that Jay Armstrong loves more than Adam Levine's nipples is noodles from the offspring who's celebrating a birthday today.
8: Oh, happy
7: birthday, Noodle. Noodles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And all the girls I actually have a friend named Noodle. Pretty noodles. fly for a white guy. It's a burner. Definitely.
2: Like the herb. 700 WLW. It's a nightcap, the man cave edition. What Cinco says. Pretty fly for a white bunch of guys. Uh, we have Coach Lou. We've got the mysterious Mr. M. Adam Shaney. Uh, Jay Armstrong and bait shop Paul. It was this uh, Paul. You were a cigar
9: rep. That's what you I do. am a cigar rep. Yeah, uh, just for, for a, Ventura cigars. For Ventura cigars. All right. Just um, opened up what? Just opened up a. Uh, well, I didn't open it up, but uh, oh yeah, uh, just created a, a new account with a new uh, cigar, cigar friendly lounge, lounge. Yes, right in Newport. Newport, right down right the street from uh, uh, Mammoth. Mon- uh, right, right five. Down the
2: One five. From
6: where?
3: Uh,
2: Right down the street from Huddle's Cafe, 628 Mama <laughs> Street, where I bartend. Is is it's also cigar-friendly and much cheaper than that place you're talking about to drink. Jay Armstrong. Oh, that was rude. Stand-up comedy, <laughs> uh, comedian gigs? any Anything coming up?
8: Not anything that's really close. Uh, you're here, what, April, be April 30th? In, April 30th, I'll be here. Uh, let me look at the calendar. I'm going to Columbus. I'm going to Laura, Ohio on the 16th. I'm going to... Uh, Tri-County? Tri-County. That's not something I can really talk about on radio. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Lou. I'll be Clan. in Rochester, Minnesota, uh, Kingsport, Tennessee, which is just outside of Johnson City, Tennessee. Yes, it is. Which maybe I'll swing by Virginia and meet Ralph Northam while I'm down there. It's
2: Johnson City, Bristol, and Kingsport, the Tri-Cities.
8: But Yeah, I'll be at the drinkery on April 30th for a show called Too Drunk, Too Loud, which is, I think, awesome because I don't drink. What What is the... The drinkery? It's what? a uh, it's a bar that a lot of younger people frequent down in OTR. It's on Main Street. It's you a look, super cool place. He
2: looked at me when he said the younger people hang out. Uh, yeah, like,
8: I was just explaining why you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> right. oh, oh, gramps, oh. they got a, a ten foot by eight foot mural Man, of Adam Levine's it. nipples in there.
3: <laughs> they do not.
8: Jake, what time is that show? <laughs> I think
7: eight a.m. See, the only problem is that's a Tuesday. Now, Adam,
2: night. Adam Shani, you've been you've been recently to a concert. You were showing us video. What what kind of concert was this? Uh, it's, it's Diplo.
7: Hey, anybody call Wait, in if you've, what, dip, you if, you, oh, if you've been to a? Diplo What Did you say if Diplo if you've been to a Diplo show? No, I, call in.
2: I don't know about that because a, I'm too old. Yeah, it's, he uh, did a record with Three Loco, which
8: is a great song called "We Are Farmers." It's a. Uh, Simon Rex, who used to be an MTV VJ, who goes mm-hmm. by Dirt Nasty yeah. now. Riff Raff and Andy Milanakis from MTV. Diplo's fantastic. Have you ever been to a Diplo show? I have not. Oh, my God. You
7: got to go. It's I, unreal. I
8: typically only go to metal and bluegrass shows I'm I hardcore shows. I
7: went all the way to Charlotte just to go to the show. Plus, it was my friend's birthday, so that's why I went out. If you, if you say that, Jay, you must love Hey C. Dixie.
8: I, you know what? I, I would not go see him live, I don't think. Uh, no? The best bluegrass show I ever went to live was Trampled by Turtles. They're fantastic. There's nine of them. They're like the Bluegrass Slipknot. There's just too many people in the band. Never heard of them. All right,
2: uh, Mr. M. Yes, any, sir. Any big news that you want to divulge? Mm. You no, know, we're going around the corner here. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you mean to say?
4: Well, I, I think you've said it all. Coach, okay.
2: Coach Lou, you playing any music gigs? I, I know gig you did.
4: I just had one last week with at uh, uh, the Bell and the Bear next to the Comedy Club with About Last Night. We do 80s and 90s covers, but... I, I had a shout out earlier to a cat. Yeah, that's not human, right? Can I give a shout out? I got sure, a shout out. Sure. I've got a Canadian live, listener from Belleville, Ontario, Mike Bond. What's up, Mike? Does Hello, a Mike? Hey, does Mike. a podcast called Scuttlepuck. It's a great hockey podcast. Hockey podcast. Hey Mike.
2: <laughs> By the way, congratulations! Congratulations to your uh, Cyclones. First place in the conference. United Cyclones. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Two down. big wins this past weekend. You said Saturday's game was better than even Friday's. Fridays, they were four goal- They scored four goals in the fourth period to come back and be- yeah, win. Yeah. And then Saturday night, there were how many fights?
4: At, at least four. Three of them. The was, Cyclones
2: uh, dominated, and there were four s- or five fights. Seven to one. It's great
6: entertainment. Come on you, down. Uh, Jeff, I will say one thing. Yeah. And on a serious note, um, this last week has been a huge hit to local law enforcement. Oh, there, there's no doubt about it. Let's that. talk about that just for a second. Sure. Um,
2: did you know the officer from Claremont? I do not
6: know him personally. Um, but I know that it hit a lot of, uh, cops locally very hard. Yeah. And, um, uh, the people that are listening right now, if they could take a second and, uh, if they're out and about and they see a, uh, a cop on the street or somebody that they know, um, maybe, um, stop, uh, say a thank you. Yeah. Um, offer to buy a cup of coffee. Sure. I I, I don't know. I, something. But uh um, I th- I think it's something that needs to be said. Um if everybody if everybody could just take a second maybe and just just think about it. Um
2: 20 year I, I I
6: don't know what else to say. I've been doing I've been doing this job for 23 years and um I've never seen the uh the hit on on law enforcement that we're we're seeing now. Oh, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to point the finger at any political party. I think that we all know, yeah, exactly. we know who it is. We, we, we know, we know exactly who and, it is. Um, and that's all I can
2: say about that. So you can take it from there. All right. Well said. I'm glad that you got into that. And I tell you what, I think we'll take a quick break and we'll uh, get in. I want to talk about the Super Bowl commercials, not about how bad they were, but how obvious some of them were. And the one that truly disgusted me when we return on the night camp on 700 WLW. We were watching some video of the chaos that is Venezuela, communist Venezuela, and the people rioting and going hungry. And my wife says, how, how are they going hungry? They're all obese. <laughs> all the people were running down the street. They're all overweight. The commercial yesterday that just disgusted me to see one of the great icons great brands that says America, even though they're not owned by an American company anymore, was the Budweiser ad powered by wind. I mean, the Budweiser ads are usually quality. They'll tug at the heartstrings. Keep your Clydesdales and your spotted Dalmatians. Budweiser do not feed me social justice in your beer ad about alternative energy they had the covered wagon driven by the horses and going past the wind farm budweiser powered by wind yeah blow it out your back end budweiser it just disgusts me i don't want a a message from the people that are getting me dr- drunk about what kind of energy i should use or right. anything else
7: i just want to know how you make the beer
2: yeah that's I- it I, I don't want social justice in my beer ads. That was the one that really
9: got me. I, I thought it was going to be the uh, vegan uh, dinner meal or uh, uh, <laughs> dinner party. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the one that hit all the, <laughs> the social media. Uh, A Hyundai commercial. The, ah,
4: I turned it at the, every commercial. I'm the, sorry.
9: the the one hundred
2: year anniversary NFL commercial with all the awesome. players was great. I awesome. loved
7: that. that. That was the best commercial I think of all of them. That was awesome. Jay, did
8: Jade, you see any of this? Yeah, I saw the. I saw that one for sure. I was. I had my seven year old with me, so during commercials, I would play with her and talk to her. And
9: right, the uh, pregame with uh, uh,
8: Peyton Manning and uh, John Malkovich. I miss that one. Talk that about some really good. foreheads, man. That is a lot of forehead That's for one not video. Not branch. Really <laughs> um,
2: but anything else really trip your trigger or uh, about the commercials at all? I mean, I, everybody always talks about, who oh, watch Super Bowl for the commercials? It's like, no, I want to see a good game. And I wind up so- seeing a good game. That's all I really cared about. Like I said, the halftime show, uh, I was watching dog nipples at the puppy bowl. 15, not Adam Levine's Snippers. I, I love that I got you, you talking about it now, yeah, right? I'll tell you
8: the commercial that did bother me was the Kia commercial where they acted like they're the top dogs of off-roading. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's all that. Come on, that man. mental.
2: I agree. Yeah. You. You're not supposed to drive through standing water like that. No. Never. What the hell's going on? It's, uh. All right. Before you get out of here, Jay, I wanted to talk about uh, the chaos that has been Virginia politics. Oh, no. Since Friday. There we go. Actually, Here since we go. last week. Now, first, the guy is defending infanticide after a failed piece of legislation in the Virginia legislature. And he's he, he, this guy's a pediac, pediatric neurologist. In other words, he deals with kids his whole medical career. He's, he's dealt with babies, mm-hmm. infants the most vulnerable among us. And here he is as the governor of Virginia, matter-of-factly stating, well, uh, well the, the baby would be uh, delivered and made comfortable, whatever the hell that means. That means opiate narcotics. And then narcotics. That's and, what and then, right. then be resuscitated if the mother chose to. This is a live birth. And and he's, he's spelling it out like it's nothing. Because to people... Of that ilk, it is nothing. That didn't get the outrage. It got it from me and me from too. a lot of people I thought it was on, atrocious. on the right. But then there's the photo supposedly of him in his medical school yearbook in 1984, 35 years ago. And it's got a guy in blackface. It's got a guy in a KKK robe and hood. He said, I don't know which one I was. And then he said it, it wasn't him.
8: He apologized for it. Admitting that it was him in the photo. Yes. And then and the next then, day. Then the next day he comes out and said, I finally had some time to sit down and look at it, and it's not me. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, how do you not remember that? Well, it's pretty you, serious. Why don't you look first before you comment? <laughs> well, because he's clearly been in a photo like that. That just isn't one of them. Yeah. Oh, he I mean, he, better, he, he was
2: Michael one. Jackson, wasn't he? That's, that's going to get him booted out of office. However,.
9: <laughs> supporting
2: supporting murdering children that have just been born—that's
8: not a big red flag for the Democrats. I think there should be an investigation into any child <laughs> that he worked on uh, that that passed. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. I think I, agree. I think so be. too. Absolutely. And that list has to be long. Um, I'm sure. Now here's the
2: question: I want you to answer honestly, and I will. Have uh, you ever,
4: for a costume or for any reason, <laughs> appeared in blackface, Lou? I have not, but I have done the Kabuki theater. I was a geisha once. <laughs> my hair was once. about a foot longer than it is now, which is the middle of my back. And my ex girlfriend did my hair with the chopsticks on top of my head, and I had. A You're robe. serious? About yeah, this. yeah. Did pictures. you have the beard too? No, I actually shaved for that occasion and walked around silently as geishas do, and I, I was passable, as they say. Hmm. They thought I was a chick. <laughs> Did you think you were a chick? I felt like a chick for a night, but you know, <laughs> not so as not as. Chick-
2: Claire, Chris and Westchester got with the trans thing sure, earlier. I think yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. was yeah, yeah. Paul <laughs> last Saturday night, channeling Lou. <laughs> Mitch, uh, Mr. M, you ever appeared in blackface for any reason? I, I will say this.
6: I, I remember being a kid uh, in the early 80s and.
2: Uh... <laughs> Dressed up like Michael Jackson. Michael <laughs> yeah. Jackson. I was a, just, I, I just like a Michael Just like Dr. North. I,
8: I
6: was a Michael Jackson. I,
2: I went, don't
8: understand why right? blackface is necessary for Michael Jackson. Right. He's just, he's well, got, no. He's got our color. <laughs> yeah. Pre 1975.
2: Pre- like
8: my grandmother made a. When a,
2: Thriller a gloves, happened?
6: A, yes. A glove Afterwards? Not so much. The whole shebang. I mean, I. It
2: was did did you moonwalk?
8: Jesus <sighs> Jesus.
2: Like hey, did say, you moonwalk like
6: no,
8: Governor Northrop? Did you see in that press conference where they asked him Christ that God. and he looks like he's about to do it and his <laughs> wife is like no. Don't do it. Inappropriate. <laughs> do
4: inappropriate it. circumstance She's <laughs> said. Like, like, I just used a little shoe polish just underneath my eyes, you know, cuz if you use that stuff, if you've ever put shoe polish on your face, you know, <laughs> it's really hard to get off. I just did a little like a little rouge like I'm not really a racist. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Adam Ever ever worn blackface
7: for a costume? Or no, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I never put a costume on. My girlfriend complains all the time. Like Halloween, we go to a Halloween party, I go dress normal. I thought
6: you were going a whole different direction with that. No, no.
7: I No, I'm just saying. I know where you're but you no. Your I thought for sure costumes, it was role-playing, yeah, you know, for sure. Jump out no, of a closet, you know, and you came Bo home early. Stuff. No, 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 no it's, no, it's hard to
2: get
8: the stains out of a Seeing furry Seeing you costume. with a cape on <laughs> would kind of scare the hell out J-
2: of me. J- Jay J- J- Armstrong, Armstrong have you ever appeared in
8: blackface for any reason? <laughs> I have never purposely had any black marks on my face, but I have been beaten brutally enough to where my face was pretty dark a few times. Yeah,
7: for sure. Well, if you count that, then you're right. right. I, so, so Paul? I would say they uh, come. Put on, Paul. Paul. Come have on, ever, Paul. Have you ever I, been? I know Paul's face. done it. Yes, I have. Oh, you
2: have,
4: what was oh. you could be governor of Virginia? What
9: was the appropriate circumstance? <laughs> the uh, the thing. Is, my dad's a Baptist minister. <laughs>
4: Excuse oh, me. I
9: don't God. feel Alex like it at all. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's like so, <laughs> We that had a uh, guest minister in the church, Manfred Brock. I think his name was right, and he was a uh, African American minister uh for a Southern Baptist Church, and he gave a rousing sermon called free to be free to be
3: free to man be. for
9: Brock man for and Brock. uh so while we're at uh uh a uh camp or something um at the end of the uh, uh of the camp week, yeah we had to do a a a skit, so me and a few of the guys that went to this to my dad's church um uh, did blackface and and I was Manfred Brock and man they were Brock. my disciples yeah yeah so and just, I gave a sermon
2: you just wanted to represent Manfred man, Brock Manfred Brock I, I did. want to hear the
4: sermon it was an honor it, it was, was free to be free to,
2: <laughs> I have never not in any any time in my life ever even contemplate it, it it's not something that I find obviously <clears throat> I don't find it offensive today or then I understand why people do but it's just not something that ever crossed my mind to do. Mm. I mean, yeah,
6: mine
7: neither.
2: I I, I do so
6: I feel like the big.
2: No, man. no, yeah, no, no, no. Michael no. Jackson. Here, yeah, Jackson. Cool. Here's, here's the point on this this whole subject. Yeah, man. Guys. Man after Braxton, huh? this is this is what this is what the point is. Thirty five years ago, mm. there were things that, <laughs> that those of that are old enough that happened thirty five years ago. We wouldn't necessarily be proud of and people really wouldn't hold against us cuz it was so damn long ago a different context and the like than 2019 mm-hmm. now the fact that he didn't get th- i don't know how they didn't find this Earlier. this medical school yearbook when he was running against Ed Gillespie calling him a racist in the commercials that's they uh,
6: had it i mean they they pull this stuff out when it's convenient you know that everybody has this stuff. You, I, I have a stack of yearbooks at my house that you can look through right now. But Every, I, Everybody has this stuff. It's but, pulled out when it's convenient. But I, that would have been convenient when he was running, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But well, he was running against Gillespie. Why? Republicans right. Accusing have,
8: him of being yeah. a racist. Republicans have a problem of being kind of... Uh, pansies when it comes to attacking their opponents a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They really do. Uh, and, of course, it's oh, the yeah.
6: Democrats that are all calling them out right
8: now oh, because oh, they're all the it's ones It's Democrat politicians because oh, they're, yeah, they're afraid right. it's going to hurt them. Oh, yeah. The standard-issue Democrat people I see defending this man. Yeah. It's, uh, so here, here's the thing for me. Yes, it was 35 years ago. Yes, uh, it's a different time. But when you're a part of the party who wants to hold everyone else's feet to the flames for every single tiny thing they do – you got to eat it too, man.
2: Oh yeah, no, I agree. It's it, it, it's not fair. I mean, it, you can go with uh, colluding with Russians. Who did that in the election of twenty sixteen? It wasn't it wasn't Donald Trump. It was Hillary Clinton and the DNC, no, getting thank Russians you. getting Russians to provide false documents through Christopher Steele, another foreign agent, mm-hmm. to influence the election.
8: I feel like as long as they got enough Adidas tracksuits out of it, it's worth it. <laughs> the Bensonhurst, the Bensonhurst crew.
2: Well, I mean, you know, and. and Roger Stone is being taken down just because he's a friend of President Trump for lying to Congress by an army of SWAT FBI officials at his door at 5 o'clock in the morning. Who tips CNN off to be who there. Who tips CNN off to Scoop, be there. Hillary Clinton has been caught lying to Congress and to everyone else, and I don't see them uh, mounting an assault on Chappaqua at, at, at the wine
7: hour. Did, Did you see Stone house when house. he came out of the uh, courthouse? Flashing the, the Nixon? Nixon. Yeah, he's
8: son, got a Nixon, Nixon tattoo Nixon. on his back. I'm not a crook.
4: I'm not a crook. Unintended irony. Uh, Unintended Cole, irony. Cole, Watching Cole, Ralph Northam. what jo- You know what? Fighting desperately. Call B.B. Roboso th- now. Th-
6: this whole list of Democrats that have come out running for president. Can I get I, Kissinger on phone? I can't wait to see them destroy Somebody the hell out of the tape. Other. Well, they're they're going to eat each other about, alive. You, you want to talk about entertainment? That could be pay-per-view. That whole group just destroying each other is going to be phenomenal. We'll
2: talk more about that after news, which is now on 700 WLW.
5: News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati.
9: The suspected shooter in a weekend deputy death in Claremont County in court today. This is the 11 o'clock report. I'm Rob Carpenter, breaking now. Prosecutors say he faked a suicide and then laid in wait for Claremont County Sheriff's deputies to enter his apartment. Once inside, 23-year-old Wade Wynn fired several shots through his walls, striking and killing Detective Bill Brewer and wounding Lieutenant Nick DeRose. He was finally arrested several hours later and went before a judge this morning.
5: Given the gravity of the crime that's
12: alleged here, uh, the risk that he poses to the public, uh, his prior criminal history, court's going to set bond in the amount of $10 million uh, cash professional. That matter will be set for preliminary hearing at 1 o'clock on February 13th.
9: Defense attorneys say that Wynn suffers from mental illness. Claremont County prosecutors say they will seek the death penalty. Rick Uchano, News Radio 700
1: WLW.
4: Ohio FOP President Gary Wolski is saying the FOP and the people of Ohio can never repay Deputy Bill Brewer's service, but we can honor him by remembering always his sacrifice. The FOP president is encouraging everyone to pray for the deputy's family, law enforcement colleagues, and Deputy Nick DeRose, who was also injured and is in stable condition. Jared Allen, News Radio 700 W. All right. Gone country. Clint Black, 57,
2: on this February 4th. Killing time.
3: You were the first thing
11: that I thought of when I thought I drank you off my
2: mind. Oh, listen to that, man. That's a classic it. country. Love dude. that. You're the only
9: Kind of reminds me of Saturday Huddle.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
9: Depending <laughs> on who's playing the jukebox, yeah. No, I mean and last Saturday. Time uh. on
11: the bottle,
4: loose and time. Married to a killing hottie time. Lisa Hartman actress. Well she was.
2: I don't know. Who, I don't know who that is. Lisa Hartman, she she was a television host back in the day. Lady For what? What'd she do? Entertainment tonight or something like that at one point? Was she like to substitute Mary Hart? Whatever her name was, Heart to Heart. Yeah, I'm going to Google it.
3: Clint, Matt,
6: Clint, Clint Black had a uh, had a cameo role in uh, the movie Maverick.
2: Yeah. Yes, he was in the he was in Maverick. Yeah, it was really good. Clint Black, Happy Birthday. The Nightcap Man Cave continues at 11:30. Doctor John Huber from mainstreammentalhealth.org and dr will join me to talk about uh, various and sundry things, most of which will probably not even spark your interest in. You won't care about, it, but that's all right. We always great conversation. <laughs> it's so a
4: great show. Know. I love that <laughs> segment. We
2: have a lot of fun, Doctor Huber and I. Nice. And we uh, talk about some serious things as well. Nice intro. So anyway, um, back to the governor of Virginia, which, by the way, that, you know, Virginia was, of course, the the capital of the Confederacy. The ad that not a not he, but a pack that supported the current governor Northam. For how much longer I don't know. Against Ed Gillespie, showed these ethnic kids running from a truck that I don't know if it had a Trump sticker on it or something, or maybe a Gillespie. It was a Gillespie sticker. It was, on it, yeah. Chasing them down the street like they were going to run them down. This was in the aftermath of what happened, the horrible events of, of what happened at Charlottesville,
3: mm-hmm.
2: where a young woman was run down and killed by some crazy dude who just drove his car into the crowd. Uh, at these opposing protests, the thing that got President Trump in so much prob- trouble because, with some because he would not condemn everyone there who was protesting against the statue being torn down. And as the president rightly said at the time, there were some good people and some bad people on both sides. Now, the Black Lives Matter people and uh, the other protesters against a statue uh, didn't have a permit to be there. And the mayor of Charlottesville Told the police to back off, knowing this was going to be an incendiary situation. The governor of Virginia at the time, a communist known as uh, Terry McAuliffe, who used to be head of the Democratic National Committee. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the two sheriff's deputies that died in a in a helicopter crash, they were they were on detail for the governor that day instead of actually being on the scene in Charlottesville. To try, and they tried to attribute that to white supremacists. The deputies dying in the helicopter—it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this stuff went on. And somebody told me, I've not read the thing cover to cover, but in Salawinski's famous Rules for Radicals, which ought to be taught in every public high school in this country to see exactly what's going on politically right now with the socialist left. Um, it basically says, whatever you're doing, blame the others for doing the same thing and being worse than you are. And you see it over and over. I, I mentioned the the whole... this. B.S., this male bovine feces excuse for an investigation by Robert Mueller about the Trump campaign and Russian collusion. That's exactly what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton did, collude with Russians. So you blame the other side for whatever you're doing, and this is part of how you turn a free country into a socialist state that's what rules for radicals is all about but i think it it ought to be taught in every public high school they ought to, the kids today should have to read that to see exactly what's being done to them the indoctrination into the education system and and more and more power being centralized by elites and it, you know it always always blame the other side for what you're doing any thoughts on this mr adam
7: yeah i mean you look like you had something to say well i i do but it, it... Off the, you can, off, say off, it. off the air. It's just... Um, no, you can say it. Just
2: don't say anything that will get us in trouble. No, just my the left, will be the on left the side. i sick
7: of it. I mean, just, they, as you said, Hillary Clinton, she got away with murder. I mean, not literally, but you get my point. Like, Have, no you, ever, what, have
2: you ever seen the Clinton body count email? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's about 47 toe tags. Right, there. yeah. Uh, and, and not that all are attributable to the Clintons. I don't think they personally killed all of them. We
6: don't uh, <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't teach things like that anymore. We don't we don't we don't teach the, the truth. What we teach now is uh, there was an article that was put out today by MSNBC about now that schools in Illinois are going to start teaching um, LGBT history. I read that too. Uh, that's re- am, that's am, absurd. Am I, am I quoting that correctly? You oh. are okay. So that's what's important in the country. We're we're not, we're not we're not teaching Civil War history. We're not teaching World War II history. We're teaching the things that are. A feel good move. We're not teaching.
2: You know. We're not teaching. It's a, it's no, no taxation without representation. And I'm not saying this right found, foundations I'm, I'm not country. saying
6: this with any hate. I, I don't I don't care about that. I'm not I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that we're, we're going so far to the left. It's getting ridiculous. Well, yeah, and nobody at, wants to say anything.
2: You look the, at the Democrat Party and, and the way that has moved so far to the left. It's unrecognizable from even 20 years ago. And, As what the Democrat Party was in this
7: country, and you can't even meet them in the middle because it's so far left. The middle, you're still on the left side. Oh yeah, I mean,
2: uh, if, no. if, if, the middle for them is is Chairman Mao and Fidel Castro. That's the middle for, for right for, for the Democrat Party, not Democrats, but the Democrat Party. It's just uh, you know when it continues you're
4: to be, you're in a relationship and you've got someone that's accusing you of cheating, and you're not cheating. Yeah, And you find out they're cheating.
2: Yeah, that's the tactic. That's 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 always there. On uh, Ralph Northam, to Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com, my friend Stephen Indiana says, my son once used the it-wasn't-me-it-was-some-kid-who-looked-like-me excuse. Of course, he was in preschool when he used it. (laughs) That's kind of telling. Oh, it's Glenn from Mason. This ought to be fun. Oh, Oh, boy. All right. right. Hi, Glenn. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Glenn?
11: Hey, Glenn. How you doing? What's up, Jay? How you doing, man? Jay's gone.
10: Oh, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, you got me. me.
7: We
2: we ran him out for talking about Adam Levine's nipples Nipples, last night at the Super Bowl. He's working on his lats. Yeah, I heard that
10: conversation. Actually, I didn't even pay attention to it until I heard everybody talking about it. And then I was like, oh. That's why I didn't pay attention to it. Right. Let me ask you, you guys, a question because you know I don't want to say you guys sound like the get off my lawn type of guys right at this point. <laughs> I we're, am. We're all around yeah, the same age. I've been accused age. of that. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, well, we're, we're all me. around the same age, pretty much. Uh, let me let me ask you guys this. You, I, I, I assume there are four what white gentlemen in the studio with you, Gary Jeff? Five.
7: Well, there's five, five. total. Okay. Five total.
10: <laughs> Well, you talk about how we're going so far left right now. Let me ask you guys. Just from you humble white guys' opinion, when do you believe you guys, like, lost it all? Like, when the media turned <laughs> against you, the you know, the the, the people who make commercials? Because I hear white guys complain all the time about, you know, all the show are like, fact, you know, white guys on a gorgeous woman or, you know, a guy that can't put an entertainment
11: system together. So when do you guys think you just lost it and, like, everybody else took over? I guess
10: that, that would be my question. Because I, I hear white guys complain all the time. And I had no idea it was this
2: damn rough on you guys. Uh, Glenn, uh, I'll I'll be happy to answer your question. You can listen off the air. Uh, Glenn, here's the deal. We didn't lose it. And it's it's not. Here's the thing. People in this country started losing their liberty when groups started being protected, no matter what the group was, was whether it's Hispanic groups or whether it was black groups or female groups. When groups started being protected instead of the individual, which is what the Constitution talks about, the Constitution, when they talk about uh, in the Bill of Rights and the rights to freedom of speech and the rights to assemble and all the rest of uh, of those those amendments, it talks about it talks to speaks to directly an individual American, not a collective group, not an LGBTQIAEIEIO group, not because they keep on adding letters of course. not a black group, not a black female group, not a white group. It's about the individual themselves. As Martin Luther King famously said, I want my children to be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I mean, that's that's when we started to lose it as a country, and it's only precipitously gone faster and more exponentially uh, to a greater extent since pretty much... I'd say about 2006, 2007, 2008. It kind of coincided with President Obama's first election. I would say before that. Oh, no, it's been coming. But I'm saying when the, when the ball started really speeding up going down the hill, that's when it really started to kick in with the media. Social media. Uh, social media has had a, a great influence on that as well. Uh, I mean, don't pay attention to this group's rights. Pay attention to Mike in any group in a group of citizens' rights or 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 Keisha or whatever name you want to pull out of the hat. The Constitution was wrote for written for each individual to have
5: 18 plus rights not groups of people
2: which leads to groupthink, which leads to tribalism which leads to dividing the country i don't think president trump has been the most divisive he is a symptom of the divisiveness that is that has been engendered in this country for years mostly driven by liberals by socialists
7: i, I think during obama's presidency is when the division really started I mean, that's, that's when it started well, got well,
2: out of he, hand. He, you know, he actually put people into groups.
6: But the hypocrisy goes way before that. Just, yeah. j- just last yeah. night, I was just scrolling through some social media, and, uh, and there was a video on there that reminded me of uh, what a lying president really looks like. Yeah. And if you want to look at what a lying president really looks like... All of them. Then get on yeah. YouTube and pull up the interview of Bill Clinton being interviewed... About Monica Lewinsky. Oh, yeah, lately live. And you want to see the, a, 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 a president, someone that can get on a national stage and give a speech to millions and millions of people that doesn't know what to say. Bill Clinton. doesn't know where to go. Bill Clinton. It's hilarious.
2: Way, Bill Clinton and his wife Hillary, who almost was president. She still thinks she was and is. But those are two people who have both been photographed in blackface. Yeah, and where? Yes, where? Oh, that's the, true. They were at a Halloween costume party in like the late 1970s. Oh, now I got agree. That it. couldn't have happened. That's it.
6: impossible. That would have never happened. Bill Clinton would never do anything like that. No, I, it would never happen.
2: Uh, can you can I, you hear the Can you hear the conversation? He's like, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking at that picture, <laughs> and I can't I can't <laughs> tell if which one is me. But and the next thing. Well, you know, the more I look at that, I'm not in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> <Can you? laughs> but that's Define definitely Hillary. Theory.
4: Define picture. <clears throat> right. Uh, I don't think we've lost it. I don't feel like I've lost anything. Uh, I, I agree. We didn't, Glenn's we, asking that question, and Glenn, if you're listening, I don't feel like I can't go out <laughs> and prevail in this country and do what I want to do. But what the problem is for me is that there's this overlording air of doom of if you do this or say this or hint at this then you're going to serve you're going to be served these repercussions and mostly it's ridiculous that what you do for a living what we say tonight on the radio can be held against us years down the line oh, and it's, it's not it's like amazing. we're sitting here going let's get the clan rally going guys none of us are of that ilk but you are going to be looked at and checked out by any future Uh, employers, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, on what you do on social media. And you can lose your living. And that's where it gets weird.
2: I agree. I agree. Here's a a comment. It's it's what I always get all the time we get on this topic from D. Hey, Gary, did the Bill of Rights and the Constitution apply to black people? Just asking. Was America a divisive country before MLK? This is the other problem with, with this side of the argument, is that people who call themselves progressive continue to live in the past agree america's never been a perfect country all right and actually many of the framers of the constitution the writers of the declaration of independence in fact there was a whole paragraph about booting slavery out of colonial america mm-hmm. and our and they took it out because the southern landowners wouldn't have signed the declaration of independence without them taking that paragraph that thomas jefferson <laughs> who owned slaves and had plenty of fun with slaves, yeah. Sally Hemings, Um <laughs> was actually wanted that paragraph in the declaration that slavery must be ended if you're going to ascertain that all men are created equal. So, But the thing is, we evolved and we got here to where we are now. And f- I, I don't know how anyone who is not white or Caucasian or of Northern European descent... How they have any obstacles to becoming whatever they want to become? I mean, there are. I can cite thousands of examples of African Americans, in particular, who have done incredible things in this country because of the opportunities afforded by this country and by freedom.
7: And you know, I'm going to push the envelope here, and they talk about white privilege. You've heard that, yeah. What what privilege do we have? Tell me. Uh, I disagree with that whole thing.
6: I'm, I'm speechless. I haven't, I, gotten
7: my, I haven't gotten my first white
2: privilege check nope. deposited in, in the bank you know, nope. yet.
7: Nope. nope. When you do, let me nope. know because I want to call and complain. I work. I work. Uh, I work a full time. <laughs> it's not enough. I work a right, full time exactly. job and several part
6: time jobs, so I, I, I don't know what my privilege is at. I, right.
4: I I have two car payments and a mortgage. I think I, it's I regional know. privilege. I live in a neighborhood where I've been pulled over for this and that before, and I've got long hair and a beard, and I've never smoked weed in my life. I've never done drugs. I've had a few drinks. But I was probably pulled over because I had loud music and long hair, and I had my windows down. They were profiling you two a.m. Yeah. But I, I don't dare say that some of the profiling that's gone on with other races has anything close to what I experienced. But I put my hands on the steering wheel if I have the chance, turn the light on. But I know watching that Sam Debose tape with Ray Tenzing. Yeah,
7: oh, don't get me started on that. If I would
4: have been in that car, it would have been a different story. I'm convinced.
7: Yeah, go Anyways. on, elaborate on
4: that. W- would you have gotten out of the car? No. Y- even if the officer asked you? Oh, n- not sure. I- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sovereign citizen.
7: Would you have taken off when he told you to get out of the car? No. Okay.
4: But I probably wouldn't have handed him my, uh, my fl- flask full of uh, <laughs> Whatever oil. Whatever it was. Air, oil, air freshener. The, the air freshener oil. that was. Let's the-
2: talk to Dean in Columbus. Dean, how yeah, are you? how are you doing, Jared Jeff? All right, how are you? So,
13: Jared Jeff, is someone that grew up, in the fifties and sixties, I'm seventy years old. I
2: understand so. you've you've got some context here. That so it does.
13: so I, I I can look at it from a different perspective. I, you, you know, people say, "Well, we're going to be a socialist country." No, we're too selfish of a country. We already people we already are, are, are a socialist individually country. Individually selfish. We already are, a social,
2: we are already a socialist country, Dean. Well, we're we're I, moving I, towards communism right
13: now. I, well, I, I don't know that. I, I don't think communism will ever be a problem to us. I, I went to Vietnam because they told me we were fighting to stop communism. I, the only oh. communist I ever met was a professor at the University of Cincinnati. Okay, <laughs> I never met a communist in Vietnam. They didn't tell me. The way they looked at it, it was a civil war. It wasn't about communism. You no, know, you. But you, that's unf- how
2: we are lied to in this country. Well, many people who had the same experience you did, Dean, would say you found out you were going to war to fight slumping sales from Dow Chemicals,
13: right? <laughs> but, yeah, and I'm experiencing that now with know. Agent Orange. Yeah,
2: Dean. Dean so, is a, a survivor yeah. of Agent Orange from Vietnam. Yeah.
13: So, yeah. so you know, I can look at it from both uh, perspectives. Yeah. It's still most white people, and I will say this have come on board there's still a group of whites that no matter what they don't want blacks hispanics oh. asians
2: there there are to many, have any right, Dean, in my experience, there are many black people not not a majority but many black people who've not come on board and realized that uh the white man isn 't the devil, and you know and vice versa well I, I, we have I, de-
13: we have devils in our own. Black race. Well, everybody,
2: okay. all humans. It's one race. It's a human race. And I, race. I, I, I hate hearing about the white race and the black race. But Again, I will say
13: this, Jerry: separating
2: people and tribalism and putting people into groups. If you work hard in this country, get an
13: education. Yeah. Save your money. Live by the law. Yeah you pretty much can do whatever you want to in america thank i you.
9: agree dean thank
2: you thank very you. much we're out of time thanks for, this for your service dean eight. yeah thank you
7: for thank your you, service we appreciate coach
9: you. lou thank
2: you very much brother thank you thank you Mitch. gentlemen yes always a pleasure thank you sir adam nice to meet you nice to see you great up, paul thank you go wash your mouth then <laughs> some uh, yeah. sorry, thanks to jay armstrong dr john huber up next on the nightcap on 700 wlw and as we resume <laughs> The Nightcap on 700-WLW from MainstreamMentalHealth.org, forensic psychologist out of Austin, Texas. Also, di- DrPsycho.org, if you prefer, which I do. Uh, one of the most famous guests I ever have on the program, a regular appearer, and I so much gratitude there. Thank you so much for being here, doctor. But uh, let, me, let me give an example of how famous Dr. John Huber really is. He had a <laughs> legitimate chance to host the Oscars this year, and then he remembered the digital imprint of all of our conversations and said, there's no way this is going to happen. Absolutely. Would not. Yes, yes. Would, Would. not hold up. You thought, those, you thought those tweets by Kevin Hart, you thought those were rough. Nah. <laughs> there's, digital ed- and there's digital evidence, audio evidence of this. So always remember that if you're considering perhaps in the future to host the Oscars, the Grammys, or maybe the Kennedy Center Honors. All right, Doctor?
14: You got it. You got it. How are you? I am amazing. Yes!
3: Yes! <laughs> I knew
14: that would happen. You know what really drives
2: me crazy? What's that? Well, I get here about 7 o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock our time. Right. And I want a nice succulent treat from the snack machine. And the Reese's Cups are always gone. They're always the first to no. go. No. Always... I mean, yeah. I get all, oh. all kinds of crap candy. You know, Payday's almost totally nuts, but I don't have enough teeth to chew one of those. So uh, what I'm saying is it really, really makes me nuts that they don't double-stock the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You got your peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> Do you, if you had a favorite candy, doctor, what would it be?
14: <laughs> there's so many bad jokes appropriate for that response. yes, I know that's why I asked
2: it that's why I asked the question I was hoping to get an inappropriate response but just give me give me your just uh on the level first first kind of, first thing that comes to mind
14: well you know i i I have some favorites in different areas like I like spree okay but if sprees not a part, uh, available then I go for my sweet beverage. And in a pinch, I can do, uh, uh, you know, Mike and Ike's, especially the cinnamon Mike and Ike's. I like yeah. that. It's I don't. Kind of like I don't the like the rip. hard
2: candies at all. I like. I like chocolate and peanut butter. I think that's the well, perfect Mike marriage. and Ike's.
14: Those are those are chewy, gummy kind of things.
2: Yeah. See, and I'm not okay. into that. Well, okay. I, if, and if, I do
14: love my Heath bars.
2: If I were in Colorado and I was a user of marijuana, a recreational user of marijuana. The gummy things would be the last things on my list. You
14: would go list. for the chocolate-infused Oh,
2: stuff. absolutely. There's no question about it. Does anything really go to together better than chocolate
14: and marijuana? I don't know.
2: I, I would not know yeah, I, I haven't done the empirical research
14: that I would need to to have some Yeah, I would scientific. need to see the actual hard numbers to be able to make that kind of a Speaking decision. Speaking of
2: Colorado, there is a move afoot to decriminalize magic mushrooms. Did you see this? I I would be for that. Yeah, I mean,
14: I guess Um, the only well, I can I can talk to you about the 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 research on what it does for people with depression. I would definitely be for it. In fact, yeah. So tell me
2: tell me about that.
14: The average person in studies actually done by Johns Hopkins University on psilocybin mushrooms. On psilocybin mushrooms, you give one small dose of psilocybin mushrooms. The whole situation is less than a four hour in a hospital setting. For the next six months, they do not report any depressive symptoms. So you can take two trips a year and drop all of your other antidepressants. But the problem with it is the drug companies can't make money off of it. So unless something like a a grassroots effort to get that legalized happens, it will never become available for people to use. I understand
2: everything you said, and I kind of agree with you now i was just kind of on the fence before but i will tell you this dr huber is that um i think it's a positive thing in this respect because if the residents of colorado are all hopped up on magic magic mushrooms we'll never have them invading our state because they can't figure out how to get the car keys and the dog to drive away
14: yeah that that would probably be true that would be true um do you know how I'm much, you, you know how much yeah. a
2: starter for a Schnauzer costs?
14: It's Absolutely not. No, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I I got boxers. I don't do the little dogs. So. Oh,
2: well, we had we had standard Schnauzers, which are the big ones. Growing oh, okay. up, okay, okay, like
14: the standard poodles.
2: And yeah, and the transmission always went out on those guys. Wow, oh, that's sad. It really you know, is. I'm so, you know, tell, tell me more. Whole thing. Tell me more about the positive psychological effects of, of psilocybin mushrooms. Since we're well,
14: based based on the research, because you know, again, that's something that you know it's illegal in my state, and I would never you know partake of it because I'm a law-abiding citizen. And uh, we know that <clears throat> the psilocybin mushrooms have have significant improvement on people's overall daily function, especially with depression, with another disorder called dysthymia, which isn't full-blown depression; it's just a chronic. Long term state of I'm just not happy.
2: Could they also be an alternative for opioids? In that? For
14: pain, pain, pain management? I haven't seen the research on that. Okay. Now, I've seen
0: some research on CDB oil. Um... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
14: outright marijuana uh for pain it's not the best thing in the world now it does a lot of things for different types of pain like some of the, the pain associated with different types of cancers and things yeah. like that yep. um but just pain outright like i sprain my ankle i need to go smoke a joint that's not gonna i, I don't think that's gonna fly in the literature
2: no but no i, I would re- <laughs> i would recommend not that i know uh oatmeal cookies
14: Oatmeal cookies, as long as
2: they don't have raisins in them, I'm good. No, 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 just plain oatmeal with, with special oh, yeah. ingredients. Oatmeal cookies. Oh,
14: uh, I again, you, you I, get you the. Know, I, you, I, I don't know
2: about it either, but I've, I've heard you get the uh, Betty Crocker <laughs> package at the at the Kroger. You get the Betty Crocker oatmeal cookie package. <laughs> it It takes you one egg and like a couple of teaspoons of water, and then your whatever your special ingredient is. it could be raisins, but I don't like raisins either. I don't either it could yeah. be another kind of ingredient beets, beets yeah and and, and you turn have, them all red you have to uh did you say turn them all red or panama red anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about cookies here, just cookies, doctor. <laughs> And and what I'm saying is you have to you have to carefully melt the butter because the butter can't go in hard to to mix with. I I know nothing about this process. I've just heard about it, and it takes about thirty or forty five minutes to melt the butter with the special ingredients. And you have to be very. And it, then I've been told that after that you put it in the refrigerator in like a Pyrex container and let it harden up a little bit enough that it will because you don't want to put just the liquid into your cookie. Okay. I I really know nothing about it, but that's what I've heard.
14: That's what you heard. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a complicated process.
2: It's really not. I mean, people tell me that it's really not that bad once you get used to the constant stirring for about thirty minutes as the butter is melting.
14: But other than that, it really isn't. So you can just start singing "Kumbaya" while you're stirring. If no, I was no. a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. Never.
2: Doctor, <laughs> I love having you on the show. I really do. It's it's the highlight of my week. And I do several shows a week. It's the highlight of my week having well, thank you, you. Thank on, you on the show. And, again, you Don't are probably right? the, most, the most famous guest that I ever have on the night camp. I'm far and away. I would just ask you one favor. Ne- <laughs> Next time, I want to hear Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh, uh, by the way, she did a really good job with the national anthem yesterday. She didn't do that, it all showy and anything else. Uh,
14: well, that's what I heard. Was I heard very, her, very I heard tasteful. She looked amazing
2: well, at her age, too. I watched that from a room in the emergency room at the local hospital. We'll come back with Doctor Huber in just a moment on the Nightcap on seven hundred WLW. Doctor John Huber is based out of Austin, Texas. The man behind MainstreamMentalHealth.org and DrPsycho.org. And uh, once again, joining us for a second segment here on this nightcap on a Monday night. So last night, Dr. Huber, uh, my wife, who after battling some kind of virulent, awful stomach virus for five days, finally decided that was it. She told me at four o'clock yesterday. Even though I asked her at nine o'clock in the morning yesterday, she told me at four o'clock, "Honey, will you take me to the ER? I can't take any more of this." Said, okay. And I've been, you know, waiting on her hand and foot. She hadn't really eaten much at all, so we get to the uh-huh. emergency room about four thirty yesterday afternoon, and uh, did the triage. That was quick, quick, quick. You know, her, her vitals were okay. Got back to the room in the emergency room. Were seen by a uh, a physician's assistant, you know, uh, mm-hmm. nurse practitioner, nurse practitioner, and uh, that that was quick. Did this? Then we waited, and we waited for and lab results. We no, really, they hadn't even taken the blood yet. Ah, uh. they hadn't put the IV in yet. No. <laughs> And then we had another nurse practitioner finally come into the room, maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes later, and said, oh, and she's asking my wife, Krista, all the same questions the first one did because apparently they didn't talk to each other. No. And, and, the, other, and the other one was on lunch.
14: Well, they got to eat sometime. Come on, you can't. You no, can't, no, no. Hey, listen, I don't
2: begrudge anybody lunch, but if somebody is taking over for you while you were at lunch, at least tell them what the hell is going on. Exactly. All right. Exactly. So they finally come in. They hook up the IV so she can get some fluids, and they gave her something for the stomach cramps and the nausea, which it took two rounds of the nausea medicine to get her. From okay. You know, so anyway. yeah, and uh, then they get her up to uh, go pee, and they're they're doing the blood work and they're checking the urine, and the nurse practitioner the the second one comes back in finally and says, well. You're not pregnant? So, well, that's wonderful. Great, great. Thanks. Yeah. I said at my my age I'm probably just blowing dust anyway. So, then she <laughs> she didn't find it humorous. I don't know why. She's well, well, you know,
14: she didn't have any oatmeal cookies, that's why. I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Anyway, so then <laughs> then she uh is the other one comes back from lunch and she's much better and much nicer than the one who was subbing for her. Oh, okay. Uh but anyway, finally she comes in and goes, "Well," and this is like at 7:15. So we've been there for almost 3 hours, which isn't a long wait time for an emergency room if it's right. a busy, but it wasn't busy at all. I think they were all eating Super Bowl snacks. At their Uh, desks. I'm not sure. I didn't see that, but that's my guess. all over
14: their shirts and everything. Yeah, right. Exactly. Bean dip, yeah. Yeah.
2: So anyway, the blood work all comes back fine. Liver function, kidney function. uh, The pancreas looks good. Everything looks good. Um, Your white count is slightly elevated, which would, you know, make sense if you've got some kind of stomach virus infection. Right. And the nausea and the pain medication was working. And Krista said it's about at a two and she said, well, we can do a, a, a CT scan on your stomach if you like, but I don't see anything that's indicative of having to do that. Would you like to go home? And at that point, we both looked at each other and said, yeah, I think we will. And they wrote scripts for the other stuff, which I picked up this morning. But well, that was that was how I spent the first half of my Super Bowl experience yesterday, which I didn't mind. Like I said, I had what TV up? in the room. Here's the other thing about hospital rooms. Okay. I don't think, I don't think you know, you've got the little thing beside the bed, which has the, the emergency call button and your TV remote. And the little speaker on it. Yeah, the little speaker on it. For God's sake, could they at least invest in some kind of surround sound? If they're going to charge you $500 for a Tylenol, can't they at least put surround sound or a sound bar in the damn TV in the room? I mean, the door's closed. You're wait, not going to end it.
3: What?
14: You, you know how much packaging goes with that one Tylenol? It's about $400
3: worth of plastic to put around it. On. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
14: yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I
2: digress. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. And I know the answer already. Why is something as simple as a common over the counter pain reliever so expensive in the hospital or the emergency room when you could go to Walgreens and buy uh 14 cases of it for the same price of of around. It just I know it's because there are people who are on Medicaid and Medicare. I know there it's because there are people who aren't somehow and get treated anyway, but I yes. think a lot of it has to do with with uh private with uh, insurance. I think insurance makes the cost of everything more expensive
14: the way it's running right now, yeah.
11: definitely. Definitely. It shouldn't. It, um,
2: I mean, it should, be a, fair, a job, it should be a fair it should be a fair it should It should be a fair marketplace. people ought to have choice. The prices ought to be upfront like on a menu at a restaurant but it's and exactly. that should be the same way in hospitals but with the advent of more government intervention and with the advent of all these managed care associations, my mother was a registered nurse for thirty years. She got out of the business strictly because when the h m o started to take over. In the early eighties oh, yeah. and late seventies she she was just like, "My God, I can't care for my patients the way I know i should
14: oh and it's got it's so much worse now oh I know' there. Yeah.
2: i mean when they when they're telling coal miners in Kentucky that they should take up coding <laughs> that's that's all you need to know yeah. that's all you need to know that's exactly. that's the that's the profession of the future medical coding because we need to add as many layers of bureaucracy and BS on top Absolutely. of treating people uh, that it's almost unrecognizable as care.
14: Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I, I think you got a pretty fair perspective on what's going on from what I can see.
2: And you mentioned uh, Big Pharma earlier. We were talking about the magic mushrooms mm-hmm. possibly being decriminalized in Colorado. You're talking about that and... How the big drug companies can't make any money off that. The government can't make any money off of that. Well, they could if they sold it and taxed it. I understand. I understand. But that should never be the precept for getting something, a substance you need, that is natural and not lethal. That should never be a precept is that the government can't make money on it or big pharma doesn't like it. Too often that's the case.
14: I well, think. that's what we get when we have career politicians who are in the back pocket or the the pharmacy companies yeah. are in the back pocket of our politicians. That's why we need to go back to term limits across the board, period.
2: I know we've talked before about you working on this ketamine study that's been going mm-hmm. on to treat depression and PTSD and exactly. addi- addiction and all this other, th- and, and you've had really great results so far. And you're still having to go through that process. Maybe if you just had a little bit more gita behind, a little bit more cabbage, a little bit more money behind you, maybe you can get that push through the
14: FDA. What do you think? Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it is legal through the FDA. We're just using it off-label. Right. And I, I understand. Got, and we got the research to support why. And, uh, you know, and and that is uh, significant and, in fact, uh, you know, hopefully by by April first. Unfortunately, it's feels fool's April Fool's Day, but hopefully by then I will have an announcement to make about the ketamine clinic and stuff like that. So,
2: all right, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I know you got a lot of other things possibly on the horizon, and we're all wishing great things for you because, as a guest on this program, it only
14: elevates me if you succeed. Hey, you know, <laughs> rising tide raises all ships. <laughs> I Say want while you hold your tongue.
2: I want the best for you because I want the best for me. By God, Amen. Amen.
14: <laughs> I, I
2: love it. So uh, I, I have one more question as okay. we conclude our little session. Doctor John Huber from MainstreamMentalHealth.org dot org and Dr. dot a forensic psychologist, our guest on many occurrences. I know that we, you and I have talked about this, not necessarily in this setting. But uh, you're a fan of fine bourbons and whiskeys. What's your newest favorite flavor?
14: Oh, I'm still a big fan of Garrison Brothers, and it's a small small micro thing out here in high Texas, H-Y-E. And uh, they've come out with uh, several new uh, lines that are aged extremely well, and uh, you pay for that, unfortunately. But uh, I don't I don't drink to excess. So when I drink, I want to enjoy it.
2: So. Doctor, no one suggested you drink to
14: excess. I'll be
2: the first. Well, to, I, I, I'll be the now, first to admit excess, that I do.
14: I, I, in excess, I like I like listening to old ladies rock. Yeah, I, I'll drink to that. But. There you go, man.
2: Doctor John Huber <laughs> from MainstreamMiddleHealth.org. Take care. And uh, love to the wife, by the way.
14: Thank you so much. Same to you, and thank you, Gary.
2: All right, man. As we conclude every night, Cap, we do it this way with playing our national anthem to honor America on 700 WLW.